Hello and welcome back to the Game Bet Match podcast. I'm your host, Manny Friedman, along with my co-host, Brad Sloan. Back in the house, baby. Yeah, yeah, exciting times. Right? Honestly, man, like, dude, this was a fantastic weekend. (laughs) Bublik wins an event. And we have uh and we had Davis Cup, like the only the only good weekend of Davis Cup anymore, to be honest. Like it was you watch this weekend movie. and you realize how much they've ruined it with the with the new format. Cause like Absolutely. like some of these crowds, like these South American crowds are amazing. Like <laughs> next time there's a South America versus South America Davis Cup competitor, we gotta go. Like that would be a great event to yeah, go. Yeah, it would be cool. That Especially be- like on clay, like on our like Argentina Chile on clay or something would be like fantastic. Oh, I mean, they're blowing horns in between first and second serves. Like. Yeah, it's, it's it's just like like those fans care, like unlike I don't know, like it's just like it's it's yeah. a fun atmosphere. Like it, it's a really fun and like they're reasonable. They like are. they're not like I've actually seen way worse fan behavior at like they're loud and rowdy, but they're respectful. And yeah. there's a difference, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, hundred hundred percent. I mean, and they have like their chance, like you know, like yeah. they. I don't know. It's like it's it's. I think it's pretty cool. Whereas, like you know, yeah, like yeah, it's it's and not they, I don't think it's like out of control rowdy. It's just like fun, right? And then they like live and die on every point, right? Oh like, yeah, yeah. Every point means the world. Like every serve, they go nuts <laughs> on first serves. Like the Chileans didn't care that they were minus nine hundred. They were. Just <laughs> <laughs> they were just thrilled that they got through. Yeah. Right? Oh, like, they were so fired they don't care up. about the really betting cool odds. I, I doubt that most of those fans even know about betting, right? Like oh, they're just no, no. They, they, they don't mean, care. Yeah. They just have a lot of pride in their country and they they want their guys to to, to win. Yeah. It's it's very genuine joy, right? And that's what yeah. we see, right? And like it, it's great. I didn't see I wish I saw more of that Argentina tie. Oh, oh, I know. I didn't see that. I was watching the Chile. I got more into the Chile Peru, but the Argentina tie would have been fun to watch. I feel like it's it's, it's slightly more fun when it's two South American countries going at it. Agreed. Because they're like those countries are all like rivals. Although Kazakhstan, I guess uh, you are they like the next uh, <laughs> tennis superpower? Well, and, they, and they didn't even play there. Like they're the, the like I know. Like what did they get Shevchenko for if not to play Davis Cup? <laughs> exactly. I mean, MP9 posted on the uh, Discord. Is this the best weekend of Kazakh sports in history of the country? I mean, they didn't win the Davis Cup tie, so I, I can't. You know what I mean? Like, like, and but the have, like, like, Bublik, like Bublik was a, is a Russian, right? Tournament. He's a Russian that like defected, so yeah, but he's still Kazakh, and he won the he won the tournament, right? Like. I got to imagine still a Kazakhstan great showing something. by them. To yeah, win I think I think Kazakhstan actually is decent in like wrestling. I'm not sure. It's kind of one of Kazakhstan's sure. ever had a wrestling world champion. <laughs> but still, to go there and win two matches on Argentina. I mean, it was an impressive. It was an impressive weekend. Trust me, for it was a good weekend for Kazakhstan tennis. But like, <laughs> yeah, they had a uh, they had a Greco Roman world wrestling champion. Oh. All so. I could say is Borat will be ver- would be very proud. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, as far as Montpellier goes, I mean Bublik won. I, I cashed I was very happy to cash my plus five fifty ticket. For me, it was just good enough to hit it, just because like looking at that draw, I, I felt like from a ten pure just a pure tennis perspective, 
he has the most talent of anyone in the draw. I get it. I right? get it. I just have a hard time. Like, there's just so much potential for clowning in a boobly match. And even this week, there was plenty of clowning, right? Like, I actually thought he minimized the clowning. I, I thought he came out slow, but I don't think he was like necessarily clowning. Hey, I, I don't know. I mean, the Shevchenko match, the end of the Shevchenko match was really ugly. Um, okay. I mean, it, it was it was general Bublik stuff, right? Like he double faulted like four times serving for the match, or three at least three times serving for the match against Shevchenko. Right. Like, like I mean, like you know, like Bublik's never like. I guess it, it's hard to even say at this point because like it's sort of become the style he's adapted to, right? Where he's just not going to play rallies. Like he's just not going to play like standard conservative-ish tennis. Yeah. Five balls and he's going for it. Like he he's not, he's not yes. playing. Like I can't remember the last time I've seen Bublik play like a true 20 ball rally of like, you know, back, like, like cross court to cross court ground strokes. Like he'll do that on break point, like, or, or a big point or something. He did that against courage in some, some areas today. Okay. I, I didn't see as much of the courage match, but like, I honestly didn't see too much clowning per se. I, I was kind of impressed with him mentally. I mean, it's the first player in a century to win a tournament, losing the first set in every match. Yeah, look, like I, it's it's from a mental perspective, it's pretty impressive. Like, yeah, it's it's yes. Um, I mean, yeah, still is a lot of clowning. Like, I, I think there's a lot of other players who we wouldn't consider double faulting three times in a game to be accepted. Like, we give Bublik a lot of lad too because the standard for Bublik is so low. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I think. You know, he's so much better at tennis than, like, say, a Maxime Cressy, right? He is. And, like, he as is. you said, it's the style he's adapted to, and it's winning him, like, an average of one to two ATP tournaments a year, which is a really good good number. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think, and like... It's, it's like... Yeah, I think, like... Clowning... I'm, I'm glad we're having this conversation. I do think there's a real conversation to have here around, like... I think, like, you know, we can say a lot of, like, funny, like, clowny things. Mm -hmm. But I think you're right, Manny. Like, it's, like, if you know you're not going to be, like, the grinder, the grinding champion who's going to go out and grind out semis appearance after semis appearance by making balls and, and winning 20 ball rallies and hitting two aces and one double fault to match, then don't do that, right? Like, yeah, it's almost like he's... Like, it's almost like full acceptance of like, hey, you know what? Like, I'm not going to this isn't this isn't my game. So I'm going to I'm going to play quick points. And that's what I'm going to do. And it's going to and, there, and there's a lot of other side benefits of that. Right. Like, it's impossible to get in a rhythm against him. You never feel comfortable like. And he's capable of pulling off a lot of the shots that he tries. You know, it's oh, not, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's not. I, I like. Right. I don't think. There's it's very rare that he pulls something off that he's not capable of pulling off. Right, which speaks to his tennis talent. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's uh like would would you rather be uh Alexander Bublik or would you rather be Federico Coria, who's just gonna grind away? Right, right. And I, ball, I right? that's that's what I'm saying. Like I agree with you. I think like you know, like yeah, I think you posted or somebody posted that he like he does like forty five minutes of touch warm up. Like that's that's like his yeah. like that's like how he starts his practice. And yeah. Like, you know what? Hey, like he's he's made a decision to go all in with that style, and he's in the top. He's nearing the top twenty 
with that style. So like, and and, really and is he gonna win every style? match? No, he's not gonna win every match. He's not gonna win every tournament. He's Djokovic not gonna like, win every the match. style. What? Djokovic doesn't win every match. Right? No, but he's not gonna win every like. He's not gonna win slams. He's not gonna be like a top ten player with this style. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a lot of advantages. Like, you know, if you can't, if you're not gonna. If you're not going to be a great grinder, then embrace this style of of doing different funky stuff. Like for sure, for sure. And he's definitely embraced it, and he's he's very comfortable. And like the other thing too is it makes you comfortable like living with the mistakes, right? Right. Like he can double fault twice in a game, and it doesn't bother him. A lot of guys like they'll have a bad, they'll have a game like that, and it'll be like, like right. it'll like be bad times, right? Or they'll get into pressure situations, and it'll be like bad times. Bublik like doesn't bother him because the way he plays, he knows he's always gonna be walking a tightrope. I mean, as a better, it's nauseating, right? Which is why we stay away. It's not like we're faulting him. It's like we stay away because of the pain, right? It's you know? just the, the the range of outcomes with him is so wide. So like, you know, there's some <laughs> guys, right, who like I can tell you on a hard court today, he's probably gonna play like the 50th best player in the world. Right, like if Bublik is ranked in like the 30s, let's say, right? Like, mm-hmm. like you know, like a guy around Bublik's ranking, right? You would say, okay, he's probably going to play like, you know, the 30th or 40th best player in the world today. Mm-hmm. Bublik, he could play like the 10th best player in the world. He could play at the 150th. Right. And you don't really ever know. <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah. You have, like, I, I think later in tournaments, you have a better idea. Like we've talked about that before. Like, 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 like as he gets further on in the tournament, it's like there's a better chance he'll show up, but for lack of a better term, but it's never guaranteed. Um, you know. I mean, I think you don't know how motivated he is until he gets through a couple matches, or, or like because he could show up at a tournament and just be there for an appearance fee and be like, oh, I don't want to play this week, and like, okay, whatever, right? Like, so yeah. I think you'll, you should never bet a Bublik first round match. But then once he gets further on, like, I think you can bet him because you kind of know his mindset, right? Like, once you know the mindset, you know what you're going to get with him. It's you know? better. I'm not going to say it's, like, clean, but it's it certainly is better. Like, like I, I felt good backing him in the semis mm-hmm. against um, who did he play in the semis. FA. Like I felt we good there given like I thought there was no reason he should have ever been that big of a dog to FA. That was kind of insane to me. I mean, Forge being that big of a dog to room was kind of insane to me too, but like Bublik being that big of a dog to FA was in a semi was insane to me where Bublik is like, you know, like he doesn't get super nervous. Like FA actually has more problems with nerves than Bublik does. Um FA just hasn't been that good in forever. Like since like the beginning of last year. Well, um, I also know, I don't know if you've seen that interview that he had with Casper Rude and Benoit Pair. I did, yeah. Kind of wall, <laughs> and I'm laughing no, because, it, like, Casper was miserable. That most was hilarious part of that was Casper Rude was like, like eating the whole time, like, he was just eating in silence. It was hilarious, <laughs> yeah. Well, because, like, you know, for Casper Rude, who like comes out and grinds, just like grinds out 250s and 500s, like, nobody's got business. I'm sitting next to these two clowns. Yeah, I mean, like, truly, yeah. Like, you know, talking about, like, how difficult it is to, like... And then Bublik is pretty funny. He was, like, making fun of, of Rude and stuff. And you could tell Rude was getting kind of pissed. Well, from a tennis perspective, like, if, if Bublik played Rude right now and he was my, at plus 170, I'd take Bublik 
any day in the week and twice on Sundays, like uh, on a hardcore shirt, on a hardcore. Yes. And I mean, so just going back to that interview, like, I think maybe now we kind of have to fade Bublik because Bublik always said that he always feels stressed in the beginning of the year because he doesn't, he wants to have enough ranking points where he gets into these tournaments. Right. And he's just like super worried that he's going to, you know, fall out of like, you know, the top 30 or top 40. If he wins like two or three or one, even one or two of these tournaments, like it keeps him at a reasonable ranking. Right. And it gives him some wiggle room. And I think once he has that wiggle room, complacency can kind of come into the picture, especially with Bublik. I mean, definitely. I I don't know if he's playing. I haven't looked at the draw yet for Marseille. I don't know if he's like, if he's, I'm assuming he's not playing this week, but if he was, he'd be a dead fade. 100% fade. Probably a, honestly, he's probably a dead fade until grass. Probably. Yeah. I mean, because like how I mean, like there's what a couple more weeks. There's maybe like Dubai, maybe Dubai. Well, he might be a good spot. Maybe you want to do something maybe. there. Maybe. But how when is that? Two weeks? Yeah, two weeks, two, three weeks. Yeah. I mean, it's probably why he gave 120 percent this week, because it's a weak field. He knows he has a good chance against all of these guys. Right. Yeah, he can scout and he can scalp 250 points. Yeah, sure. Exactly. And then like he knows that the next couple of weeks is t- tough sledding. Like Rotterdam is a slower court, you know, with a tougher field. Yeah, he's a no for Rotterdam. Like you, I mean you you hit on the head, maybe Dubai. Right? Maybe Dubai and then and then Indian it. Wells and Miami are not that good for him because those no. are really slow hard courts, slow. right? I mean, and, like, yeah, they're I Miami's mean, picking up a little fields. bit, but Miami's hot. It's not a fun tournament to play. Like you don't want to be he's not gonna no. want to be there. Then goes to um, clay, right? Like that's that's tough. Yeah, yeah. Then you, you then you go to the slow European yeah. clay. That's no good. Oh, and then grass. He has a gazillion points to defend. So like he needed to rack up these points. Otherwise, like where do you get them? He lost first round of Australian Open, right? So he didn't gain any points there. Yeah. Like, and then it's just like where do you get the points? So, yeah. I mean, good for him for collecting these two fifty. You know, two fifty points. It's uh. Impressive week from him. I I, I thought. I mean, he, he, we were lucky. Like get Matt. He was faced match point against Shapovalov, right? Like yeah. FA really, you know, sh- I guess kind of technically should have won in a way, right? He had his yeah. chances. Yeah, he had his chances. Yeah, but Shevchenko blew like eight million volleys. Like if Shevchenko could hit a volley. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I had Shevchenko at 61 to win the event, and, like, he played terrible all week, but, like, I, I mean, just watching the match against Bublik, like, he missed, Shevchenko missed, like, a bunch of, like, I mean, he missed some volleys that were, like, like, pros just shouldn't miss. Yeah. Like, um, as far as other things, um, Holger Rune, that was a, that was a bitch uh, retirement. Right? Yeah, a little yeah. bit. A little bit. I mean, I don't, I think he was I don't was think he hurt. was really injured. I think what? he was. I think it was more mental than anything. I mean, the, the, the trainer came out, was massaging out his form. He wasn't serving. I, I, I'll buy into he was injured. Um, you know, it, it, uh, yeah, it looked like he could have played through the final two games, but yeah, you know, yeah. I, I guess I, I mean, like, it's a little frustrating. It, it, it's a little, you know, it's a little annoying because, like, the match was over at that point. It was down a set in two breaks. Like, yeah, finish the match though. Be be a man. Yeah. You know? Like it's not like he couldn't move or anything or he likes 
twisted his ankle or something like that. Like, yeah, a forearm soreness. Come on, finish the match. Like, it's just I don't know. I was I was I didn't even have the bet on it. You you had the bet. Like, I benefited from that. Yeah. Because I had the yeah. over two and a half. You had the uh, courage money line. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So but. Uh, as far as born of Corich, I mean, he had a good run in challengers uh, the last week. Um, he made the final. Yeah, I mean, he he was I think he said something about or the announcers on the on the and I don't know how real it is, but you know, he had some issues with the elbow last year, I think, or the arm again. Yeah, and he seems to be over those. Like, I don't know. I mean, a pretty good week from him. Yeah, I mean, you know, anytime you make a final, it's a good week, you know. And he, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, he I didn't that, start uh, the week that well, but then the the match against Kaboli was really impressive. It was disappointing for us. I mean, wait, 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 wait. I mean, didn't he beat, he beat down Pedro. He beat yeah, Kaboli. He beat. Well, Kaboli was a really good win. Like he played really well. Yeah. Right? He beat Rune. I mean, he played pretty well against Rune. Um, yeah. And then he played a decent match in the final. I mean, I don't know. I didn't see much of the final. I didn't see any of the final, but like he want to set off Dublik. I don't know. Like. Yeah. Yeah. It was weird. His his behavior was kind of weird. Like he smashed the racket. Like what <laughs> you would think Bublik would be the one smashing rackets, you know? Like Corich there was, was a like, lot of racket smashing this week, though. <laughs> there was. <laughs> there was. But after that racket smash, he actually played so much better. And he I think he won the next like four games or five games to win the set. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, you know, Bublik kind of found his game. He got the early break, but you know, and then kind of took it from there. It just kind of followed the trend of the week where Bublik lost first sets and then found an extra gear. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, but I mean, Corch is another guy who I think like, you know, I'll be interested to see how this year goes for Corch. Cause mm-hmm. I'm not really convinced he's turned that much of a corner. I think he's just a guy who like, I don't know, for whatever reason, he like plays well a few weeks a year. And it's not like, yeah. It doesn't seem like it's like the like the clowning of other guys. It, it seems like it's more like the well, he's like, always he's always banged up, you know. Yeah, and I think it's, yeah, he's always, it's you're confidence, right. it's, it's, it's healthy, confidence yeah. in his body too. Like yeah, if he's not fully right. confident in his body. He's just gonna flame out. But if he's like feeling good, he's gonna you know he's a good tennis player. Yeah. Right? So good. No, I, mean, I think like hand. I mean as much as we make fun of Porch on this pod, like. I think that when he's playing well, he's a top 25 player. Absolutely. I mean, we saw probably, it in Cincinnati. Probably, like, yeah. Two years yeah. Ago. You got to respect him. You can't just like overlook him. Yeah. You know? The problem is like the, the lately that's been like five weeks a year where he's been like that. And then 30 weeks a year where he's just like. Yeah. Banged up or not confident or not like any conditions or whatever's going on. And then he's like not even top 50. You know what I mean? Like he's, That's he's, true. yeah, he's, he's another tough guy to bet because like he's another scared guy to bet in first rounds. Right. <clears throat> his, his forehand also could be a big liability. Like if he's not yeah. feeling it on that wing, I think, yeah, like, yeah. But he was hitting the forehand pretty good this week. Yeah. Yeah. He was. He was. He has a world class backhand. Great two hander. He's, he's a good two-hander. He's a good two-hander. Yeah. Very good two-hander. He might be world-class. Yeah. I'm not about that. It, it's, it's pretty damn good. Uh, two more guys I want to talk about. Um, FAA? Not, not too I mean, not, nothing like... I, I don't have any new update on FAA. Like, at this point, yeah. I treat him like he's somebody like top 40, 50 in the world, maybe. Yeah, I, I think that's basically who he is. 
I don't necessarily think he's turned a corner or like, you know, is back oh, to no. like I mean, like, 22 levels. But at the same time, I think it's it's better like where he can't be an automatic fade. Like he's not. I... A yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's better than it was in the in the middle of last year when he was like. Like, are you fading him against like a Watanuki like we were in the DC last year? I mean, I wouldn't take yeah. Watanuki at minus 110, but like probably, you know what I mean? Because I think books are, are, I still think books are overvaluing him. Like, okay. Like, I I, I thought it was like, it was a comedy that Bublik was a plus 175 in that matchup. I really didn't I, understand I that one at that. all. But like, if, I thought that should have been closer to pick, maybe even like, probably. Like, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm like, I'm legitimately not sure. Like, and this sounds like hindsight, but it's not. Like, yeah, I'm leg- I legitimately wasn't sure that like FA should even have been a favorite there. Yeah, even if we got that bet wrong, I, I would totally agree with you. Like, the books were totally wrong on that. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um. So if FAA played Sissy Pass right now on an indoor hardcore, who would you take? Over. <laughs> that's that's the right answer. That's the right answer. Probably the only right answer. <laughs> but like, what would the what would you put the odds at? I would favor Sissy Pass, um, but not like massively. Like maybe two game favorite, something like that. Okay. Like. So you view like Sissy Pass as like a top twenty player and FA as like a top forty player kind of thing, or like probably roughly. Okay, and the last guy I want to talk about is uh, Arthur Cazzo, which was a painful, painful. Yeah, walk. I didn't really see any of them this week. I just, I mean, I don't know. I think like he he's really good, right? He's a really he's good, but like I think that was another instance of like. Well, actually, I don't think so. Like I think like. Like, I was so excited for that FAA match. I was like, I'm going to hammer Kudo. He's going to be a dog. I'm going to get to hammer him because I think this is close to a pick him. And yeah. then it came out like a pick. <laughs> by the time I got to it, I think it was, I think because it was a dog when it first came out. By the time I got to see it, it was pick. And I was like, damn it. Like, that's. Yeah, you know, I know. Like, I, I still liked it. I still, I, I think I got it at minus 105 or plus 100. I put two units on it just because, like, I don't know. I like fading FAA, you know, and like, I, I yeah, thought I just, Cazzo, just like based on the eye test, like he's been playing better this year. Like I, it's in France. Like I thought that could have given him the boost. Like, I don't know. I probably would have put Cazzo as a slight favorite there. You know, I get it. I don't think like, I think that like from a betting perspective, I just think like it became too obvious. Like too many people liked it. You know what I mean? Like the whole market was on it. So it was like, not like, right. you know? Yeah. I mean, he's slight. I have to admit, like he's slightly he's overvalued by the books like that one run in Australia, like kind of just even in Australia, he was getting a lot of respect from the market. Yeah. You know, like after he beat Rune, like. Who did he play next round? I think was it. Oh, Greek spore. Yeah. You know, like we bet Greekspor and like we both we bet Greekspor. We got hammered. Yeah, on that. we got hammered. But then, like against Hubie, it was like I think he was like plus one thirty or one forty. Yeah. Like, like it's yeah. like that's crazy. That's crazy to me. You know, like that just shows. I mean, I think the market is buying into the hype train, and I think we we got to pump the brake a little bit. It's it's he's he reminds me very much of what Lechka the the Lechka treatment last year. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know? I agree. I think and like, I think it's gonna flame out. Like I I think he's better than than Lechka, but like Oh, I don't actually know. Like, cause like where would you like I think he's like a borderline top fifty guy right now, Cazelle. Like you know, like it's well, it's his level is similar to FAA's as we saw by that match. It was like really close. And and Cazelle so out FAA for big portions of that yeah. match. He was up a break in each of the three sets. So it's like I think you can rank them pretty close together. Right? So it yeah. kind of depends where you rank FAA. Yeah. You know, that's kind of where you put Kazo. That's why I was so disappointed because like I was like, oh, you know, it's like a guy, you know, like yeah, because I, I thought like, yeah, I thought the markets got it right in the end as a pick, and like I was just like, man, like <clears throat> Yeah. 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 All right. So that brings us to uh, where this week, where there are three two fifties. Yep. Exciting times, huh? Very exciting times, and in three different parts of the world. Yep. Yep. Definitely. So, where do you want to start? I guess we can start in Marseille. Marseille. Okay. Yeah. To me, the. I mean, it's probably the deepest draw, but it's also... Oh, it's the best draw by far. But it's the it's one... It's not I'm... a particularly interesting tournament, but it's, it's by the... far the best draw. By far the best draw, but it's like the tournament I'm least excited about of the three. It's kind of yeah. weird. Yeah, yeah. You, you all know which tournament we're the most excited about, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess we'll end with that one then. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so um, I guess let's go through the draw here. So, so you... first, I mean, indoor, right? There's another indoor tournament in France. Yeah. Um, it used to play really quick years back. Um, I think it's played less quick the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. And then from what I saw, I think it's, uh, I think they might be doing a surface change this year, potentially. I saw somewhere oh, really? it says like wood, like wood on acrylic or something. Um. So that's interesting. I don't know what balls they're using. I need to look that up. Um, but but yeah, I mean, de I think like definitely past few years, it's playing as more of a uh, like a medium paced ish indoor hardcore. Um, I think before it used to play a lot quicker. Um, and so we'll see what it plays like this year. But I wouldn't so, be. Pro Nishikori sends out emails before each of these tournaments um yeah. shout out to him he's a terrific uh, tennis handicapper but um so he he sends these emails out with kind of like overviews of the tournament so he says yep. the conditions in marseille on the quick side it's the 15th ranked tournament on the circuit well but, but where, what are those conditions from because i guess that's my that's what i'm wondering is like like what years are those from because it looks like like it, i think it's slowed down in the past couple of years um yeah he said consider this information as a reference only we can't definitively say that the tournament ranked 15 is faster than the one ranked 16th let alone compared to the tournament ranked 20th so like i i guess that comes with an asterisk well in uh, these indoor courts right like they can always like they can always change the surface um i guess i guess looking at it now I'm, I'm looking at that same thing and it looks like yeah i mean yeah there was definitely a drop um in first serve one points one percentage um it's a bobble up ball not okay. sure how those balls play i don't know if that many people use them it's the french open ball it's like they use that in france okay yeah 
Um, yeah. So uh, some I, play, I, I some feel like it's a pretty standard. The surface what? is no. Some player statements. The surface is by no means impossibly fast, but it's still pretty low bouncing. The conditions and the balls are pretty slow. Um, I mean, this is a couple of years ago. That's the problem, though, right? Like these are yeah. all like, these are all. I mean, like I think they've oh, they defending champion yeah. is what Hubie. Yep, Rublev one in twenty two, Medvedev in twenty one. Um, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I guess it's pretty like a a standard indoor court, right? Like. I think there's a little bit of altitude here, I think, in Marseille, if I remember right. Might be like a few hundred meters. Mm, let's see. Um a thousand meters? Four hundred sixty oh, feet, hundred forty meters. Yeah, it's, it's oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at it. Negligible. Yeah. I mean it's it's yeah, it's not much. It's, it's southern much. France. So it's like pretty close to the to the ocean. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna put too much stock into the court speed here. Like, to me, it's more about like how these guys are playing. Yeah, I would generally agree. I think it's a pretty pretty neutralish hard court into a hard court. So as far as this draw goes, Hubie is uh, the number one seed. He will play the winner of Bonsai and Shevchenko. Machak will play the struggling Andy Murray. Um, Martyrer will play Lorenzo Musetti. And that's the quarter, right? And that's the first quarter, yeah. Um, so what catches your eye here? For me, it's the, the Machak-Murray match. Like, I still think Murray is slightly overvalued just because of the name recognition. Like he's still winning sets though. He's not winning matches, but he's winning sets. It's, it's a little scary. Apparently. Um, I mean, who did he play in? Um, I mean, can you really take much stock into him winning a set against Benoit pair? Yeah, like, man. Benoit pair is tough in France. <laughs> That was that was that was peak pair. That was peak Benoit pair. I mean, no, but like he did win a set from Dimitrov earlier this year. You know, like okay, he won. Fair. Like if you go back to the end of last year, he was he he had a bunch of three set losses. Like I'm not saying he's he's good by any means, but I don't know. It's it's yeah, we'll see. He's he's even said that he's like in a huge funk right now. Like it doesn't look like he's the same player, even like from. 12 months ago like it, it, it I, I don't disagree i'm not yeah i mean i don't really I don't hit him and machak is playing well you know like yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna hammer machak there i'm probably gonna lay to what three and a half games you even the- know what the line is yeah i was all over oh, you do okay because i i was i feared it would move to four okay you know so that's why i hit that one early but um that match catches my eye i mean hubie should get through it I think Machuk is the second most dangerous player in this in this section, for sure. I think Shevchenko's always scary too, man. Like, you just said he can't volley. He can't, but like most guys don't make him. I guess. I mean, like, but like if you look at this at this draw, like who in this who in this section of the draw is going to make him hit a volley? 
Hubie's not playing any draw. I mean, maybe Murray, but I, I mean, Murray's not winning two matches. Yeah. Machak. But he's still. Is has... Machak really? I feel like Machak is more of just a standard baseliner. Yeah, but he, he can comes... volley. He can volley. He has good volleys. I'm not saying he can't volley, but he's a good volley, like but he... he comes to net. And a lot of times, you know, you know, he'll hit some drop volleys and force Chevy in, you know? And yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, I'm not really worried about that. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm going to bat Chevy. I'm just saying, like, I do think Chevy's always a, is still a decent look on an indoor hard court. Machak is, though, too. I mean, like, the three guys here that are remotely interesting are Machak, Shevchenko, and Hubie. I mean, he's number three for me. Like, if I'm ranking the players, it's Hubie, Machak, Shevchenko. I've got Machak and Shevchenko pretty close. Probably, probably have a... Slowly, I have Machak. I don't know. And then Normally, at- I would have Shevchenko number two. I just, I think Machak is, I, I think, I mean, you you really love Machak um, or Makacha. Yeah. but I mean, like, I don't know. Yeah, I... I but, he, he, yeah, but either way, Hubie should get through this. Yeah. Um, but after that, there's a huge drop off. Like Musetti is number four. Yeah. But yeah. like Martyrer and Bonsai have been terrible this year, and and Murray. I mean, I probably put Murray ahead of those two guys, but like, ugh. you yeah, probably. I think I think I agree. Yeah. All right. Next quarter, we got Ugo Umber. Um, he's the number four seed. He'll play the winner of a qualifier. What? Who, who is that qualifier spot? That should be decided. Didn't they already play the second round? of? No, qualifier? they, they have the second round of qualifiers. Oh, that's right. That's Cordova that played the second round of qualifiers yeah. today, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, and then we got Rusavori and Luca Van Ash, uh, who are both coming from Davis cup, by the way, Luca Van Ash is coming from. Did Taiwan. he play? He did play. Okay. He's coming from Taiwan. Rusevore is coming from Finland. So remember this week, we have to um, take travel spots into consideration. We do. We do. Although Finland's not as much of a concern. Yeah, but the, I mean, it, it is in France and usually I would back Van Ash in that matchup, but like the fact that he's- I, 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 the Van Ash is a very, very legitimate concern. I'll agree with you on that. Um, And then Barrer and Davidovich Fokina. Yeah. Uh, rounds out. It's an interesting quarter. Very interesting quarter. I mean, sure. Like, uh, yeah, it's an interesting quarter. It's interesting. It's a lot of guys with really wide ranges, right? Like Umber, Shapo, Rusevori, and Fokina are all four are four guys who have like pretty wide ranges. Yeah. Um, it's true. I'd love to see what a what a like a, a Rusevori to win the quarter price looks like because I think that's that would be an interesting one to me. That is an interesting uh, look. Do we have lines up for this? They probably just have outrights. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. What is... Uh, what is... 22 to 1 to win the event. That's kind of interesting, actually, in Rusevori. You might have to look at that one. Okay. It's, it's worth pondering. Yeah. Um, this is the one I really haven't looked at in depth. I looked at the other two tournaments in a lot more depth today. Oh, okay. So. But you're right. It's it's guys that have a very wide range of uh like floor versus ceiling. And if we think Rusevore should beat Van Ash, I mean 
He could be Barrera. He could be Umber. Umber. Umber is probably a good yeah. look too, but I can't imagine the odds on Umber are any good. Probably not, but I think he's a, a deserved favorite to win this quarter. Yeah, yeah. Country, but I, I don't think he's like a great. Like, it's just not a great spot to pick a favorite though, because like, I mean, Shapo is always scary, right? We saw Lucky. I mean, he almost beat Bublik in. Uh, and then Foki's always scary, like. Has Ugo I mean, they can also go played? the other way and play completely terrible. You know what I mean? But like they're both scary. Has Ugo played since the Australian? No. Oh. All right. Um, next quarter we got FAA against Halise. Halise is coming from Taiwan too, right? He is, yep. And he played as well. So that's another thing we got away. Xi Zhang against Alexandra Muller. Got uh, two guys who are who father time have hit hard RBA and Richard Gasquet and Kachinov is the three seed here with a bye. Um, I actually think I like Kachinov a lot here in this quarter, man. I mean, who else is even who else is even like playable? Like maybe Zhijian Zhang, but. Like, like, like yeah, but DJ Zhang just lost the the guy to to a guy ranked like seven hundred in the world. In I know uh, he did. I know. I, I, but, but I'm saying like so. Uh, so you you want to play RBA or Gas K? No, hell no. Muller? No, hell no. Hollies? Not coming from Taiwan. FAA? But you're out of guys, right? Like the and like I don't. And I think <laughs> the catch off is a great matchup against FAA. But what price? I wonder if the market is going to catch on to that. Like, if I got Kachnov at like what? I mean, anything better than minus one forty, right? You have to take that. Yeah, I mean, also on an outright, if if it's anything better than like, I, I think like on an outright, it'd be nice to get like eight to one or better. Ooh, it's, it's close. That might I might have to play that. That's close. Yeah, and we always say Kachnov struggles against like top 10 guys right like because he has limited yeah but who's the top guy that he's gonna get destroyed by exactly, exactly. maybe dimitrov i mean dimitrov dimitrov is is but he's he's not a guy you want to back in a 250 dimitrov like you know he can throw in that random dud um i don't mind backing dimitrov actually in a 250 he won one to start i mean but yeah he hasn't won a whole lot of tournaments he's not a great guy to back on outrights dimitrov no he isn't i mean that was his first tournament win since 2017 yeah. as out of form as kachinov is in this draw <laughs> It's it's appetizing, man. See, I would love to do a Xi Zhang rollover. You know, like I think he would be a great guy because <laughs> he's a slight dog against Mueller. He'd probably be a dog. He would be a dog against FAA, and then he'd he's be a dog a- against Mueller. Plus one twenty. Uh, where is he? Where is he coming from? Um, I think it's irrelevant just because like how badly he played. I mean, I think it's always relevant. Because some of these guys just play bad in Davis Cup. You know what I mean? It's a completely different environment. Like, I'm more willing to excuse Davis Cup duds than other duds. They didn't put the... um, uh, Is it really World Group 2 that China's in? Hmm? World Group 2, yeah. Okay, so he won. He won one match. Sebastian, Sebastian Domingo. Domingo. But where was this tie? Was this tie in Slovakia? 
last tie was in China. Oh, then he's coming from China. That's no yeah. good. Man, you got to be all over catching off then. There's just nobody else. It's either him or FAA. Right. But what I was saying is like, I wish that Zhang was playing better and was coming from a country closer by because like, yeah, I think he would be a perfect rollover candidate here. Right. Okay. I might still do it just because like he's kind of hit or miss. Like, is there. I really think Zhang could beat any of these guys, maybe not Kachanov, but like every other guy in this part portion of the draw. Yeah, sure, sure. But he also could lose. I mean, like, I just don't I mean, I don't know. Like. I yeah. mean. Yeah. Yeah, let's see the quarter price in Kachanov. That that might be a GBM uh, candidate because, like, yeah, I mean, even seven and a half to one to win on the outright doesn't look bad to me. It's close to me to what I would. It's okay. Like I prefer it at eight or nine, but it might be something I, I might take that. Because okay. like I just think like the first match, right? Looking back at Kachanov for like the first match is a walking by. Yeah. The quarter should be winnable. I don't know, man. And then you get him in the semis, and like he's a competitor. It's only two more matches he's got to win. I don't know. And it's not the greatest semi. Like, I, I mean, the toughest matches of Dimitrov. Well, it's Dimitrov. It's Dimitrov. I mean, like that's that's the scary match here. Like, but like Lechka against a qualifier, Rinderneck against a qualifier. You got Korda against a qualifier, and then Dimitrov. And then let's look at the qualifiers briefly. So it's Gaston, Herbert, Zepieri, Grenier, Cressy, Dam, Gofan, and Puy. I mean, those are actually pretty good qualifiers. Yeah, it's pretty decent. It's pretty good. Like, those are all pretty scary guys. I mean, who's the scariest guy of all of them? Like, you think they're a threat? I think they're a threat. Any of them are a threat to beat Corda. Right? I mean, I think any of them are a threat to win one to two rounds. They're not really threats to win the event, but they're threats to win one or two rounds. Yeah. Especially given who they're playing, like your Rinderneck or Lechko. I mean, I've, honestly, like some of that, a couple of my, they probably wouldn't be favorite because it's in France, but like it'd be close. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess looking at the outright here. I guess Kachanov is the best look at seven, as you said, at plus seven. What is that? Like, Dimit I mean, Dimitrov is a pretty damn good draw, too, honestly. Like, he does. The only thing that's a little scary is he plays quarter in the first round, which isn't ideal. Like, you'd rather have him play like a little more of a walking by. I think the qualifier is live there, though. I agree, but if quarter, I mean, like, quarter is like. Quarter still has talent, right? Like, even if he, he's been playing like shit, like, he still has talent. He's always scary. It's in both directions. I'm not saying I would back Quarter. I'm not backing Quarter to 8-1 yeah. to win the event. But, like, I don't love having Quarter in my draw if I'm picking a guy to win a tournament. I, yeah. Especially that early, right? Like That's what I'm saying. Like, in the first, like, he's got to play Quarter in round of 16. Like, ugh. Like, if Quarter was, this, like if Quarter was in Hetchka's seed spot, and you had like RBA versus qualifier I'd like that a lot better. Right. Um, 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I just don't like betting Dimitrov on the outright markets. Like like him winning tournaments is just has been so few and far between but since 2017, even though he's been good. Like the way we describe Dimitrov is like impressive but disappointing. I know, I know. You know. It's like we thought he'd have a huge run at the Australian Open. Like he was playing so well and then he lost to Nuno Borges. Like, you know? Yeah. But I do think like, but I do think Dimitrov and Slam is just a bad idea. Okay, yeah, two out of three suits him better for sure. Yeah, like, like I'm trying to see how many finals has he played. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, I mean, he did make two finals last year, Geneva, and then he made Paris Masters final, mm -hmm. and then he won Brisbane this year. Like, that's not yeah. terrible. No, it's not terrible. It's good. He's had a great run. It's just. Um, but yeah, that that jumps out. Rusevoy at twenty two to one. I got to think about that. Might be playable. I mean, Chevy yeah. at thirty three to one. I actually don't like. I mean, I know you don't like Chevy, but like, I don't. I I, I like. I like his draw isn't bad. Like like Hubie's always beatable. Um, yeah, I, I think Hubie's been better. Like, I, I don't know. I I don't think he's as uh, vulnerable as he was. Like, yeah. you know, I, I think he's playing better. Good run at the United Cup and then quarterfinals at the, uh, you know, Australian Open. Like, he's had good results consistently now. Like, I'm, I'm not, like, I actually don't mind a Hubie for four and a half to one. Ooh, I do. You you don't like it, but you're not as high in Hubie as I am. I'm not, but even even that said, like I just think like even if you look at his draw, right? Like he could lose, like like I don't think he will lose to Shevchenko, but I think he could, like a third of the time or something. No, for me, it's like a tenth of the time. Oh, okay. yeah. I I don't I don't I'm not high on Shevchenko. I already backed him on the futures market. And then like we saw that match against Munar and then like we saw him, how he played last week. Like, I don't know. He's lacking maturity. I, I don't like it. I don't. Uh, I think Machak is a dangerous match. I think um bear could be a dangerous match. Potentially. I like his draw. I mean, I, I would prefer like five and a half or six to one, like four is like, Four and a half is a bit low, so I'm probably going to stay away there. I just always get scared with you because, again, like, you know, just so many tie breaks, man. Like, and I'm not convinced he's like the the world's. I'm still not convinced he's the world's best tie break player. Um, but yeah, mm -hmm. I don't know. I gotta, yeah. But I get it. Like, how about the no on the unseated finalist? That caught my eye at plus one fifteen. Um, I don't love it. I think that top half actually has a lot of like kind of dark horse threats. You do. Yeah, I mean, look, like, uh, like Makach. I think is. I mean, like Makach has talent. I mean, Shevchenko has talent. 
Um, Chapo has talent. Umberas can be flaky. Oh, you like he support. plays a lot of tie breaks. Fokina is a mental mess. FAA is not that good. Kachanov is always, eh. like he's tough, but he's beatable. Yeah. Like I don't know, man. I think that's yeah. You're probably you probably talk you talk me out of it. You know what? I want to have a futures here. I'm going to hit the Kachanov at seven and a half to one. That's the one that I'm closest on. Like, if I had to hit one, that's probably the one I would look at. I just, I love the fact that the first round is basically a walking by. Yeah. I'm going to put a quarter, uh, three quarters of a unit on that. All right. Yeah, I think that's a good, I think that's a good look. Um, And if you look like just relative to the other guys around him, like. Yeah, he, man, what like, I like is that he's the clear favorite to win that quarter. And then yeah, once and the semis, I, I like, around it, right? Like there is, I think there is some value here. Cause if you look at those guys all between eight and 20, they're all way overpriced. Mm -hmm. Like to me, this is either you go for one of the favorites or you go for, um, a dark horse. Yeah. Cause like the four favorites here, none of them played Davis cup either. Right. Correct. I mean, Ugo at home is is interesting at seven to one there, sitting there. Yeah. I wouldn't be thrilled if he played Hubie in the finals, but Hubie could get upset before that. Yeah. Um, I mean, to me, as far as the dark horses, like probably Machak at 22 to one is like the one I'm looking at most. I know you're looking at Rusevori. Yeah. Uh. And I'll probably take a look at Shevchenko. I I I doubt I would play it, but yeah, it's it's something I'll look at. Mm -hmm. I would like the Xi Zhenjiang at fifty to one, but like not if he, you know, the, the, the for me it's just the, the Davis Cup travel spot. Yeah, but I mean, maybe it's worth hitting and spitting into the face of it and hitting it. I mean, he's he's really just got to get through that first match. Yeah, it's just, for me. It's just the roll. I, I might do the rollover with him. Because he's going to be a dog in every match. I don't know if that's true. I mean, he's a dog like, against Mueller, and then he would be a dog against FAA, and he'd be a, be a dog, dog against Kachanov. It'd, it'd be really interesting to see because I don't like. I that's don't a really good matchup. He's dog against FAA. Be right. Maybe I agree. I mean, if Bublik was a plus one seventy dog against him, like Zhang should be a plus two hundred dog. <laughs> Yeah, I just don't understand that. Well, I still don't understand that line, <laughs> like where that comes from. But yeah, because if FA is that good, then wouldn't he be a favorite against Cazo or Cazo? Agreed. Yeah. Like. Yeah. All right, let's go to individual matches here. Yep. Um. So Marseille. I mean, we'll we'll skip the qualifying matches. Um. Yeah. But we'll. You got Martyr uh, or Musetti. I think it's first up, right? Yeah, that's the first match here. Oh, man. Two and a half game favorite for Musetti. Plus 150 for Martyrer over under is 22 and a half. Musetti's minus 180 on the money line. I think it's pretty accurate. I'm going with the over 22 and a half here. I 
I also like the three set line at plus one thirty. Like, honestly, these are two guys you want to fade on a hard court right now. I'm not. I mean, I don't know if Musetti's as bad as what people say he is on hard court. Like, I certainly don't think he's good, and he certainly is way worse than he's on clay. But I don't know, man. Like, like. Martyr has been bad so far this year twice. He got beat by Borges and Straits and beat and got whipped by Kazo. Um, yeah. He's only played two matches this week, this year. Um, Muzetti beat Bonsai in four tight sets, which actually isn't a great win. Bonsai looked really bad against Michael Moe last week. Um. He lost to Van Ash in five. That's not terrible. Like he's not good, but it's not terrible. It's not. It's no. not good. Adelaide lost to Bublik in three. Like I think we look at Musetti's ranking of twenty six, and we're like, "Wow, he's bad on hardcourts." Like, yeah, he's definitely way worse than that on hardcourts. But like, I don't know, somewhere between like, like, I think he's a deserved favorite against against Mark. I mean, I. So you think this is an accurate line, or you like you think uh, like two and a half? I'm still tempted. I'm tempted. I'm tempted to back Martyr, but then he's been so bad this year, so I'll probably just stay away. But if I like, I would lean Martyr here, but it's 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 a pretty soft lean. All right, I'm doing one unit on the over twenty two and a half here. Okay. I just like think that it's gonna. Both guys are struggling. It's going to be hard for either guy to close them out. Like I think, I think it, chances it goes three sets is pretty high. So, yeah. All right. Next match is RBA and Richard Gasquet. Uh, Gasquet or RBA is a three and a half game favorite, minus two twenty on the money line. Gasquet is plus one eighty over under of twenty two and a half. Um, I'm all over the. RBA 2-0 here at plus 115. And I'm thinking about, I was thinking also about hitting the under 22 and a half. But the thing is that if Gasquet steals a first set, then I think that's in, in jeopardy. Because I do think, like, I, I Father Time has hit both of these guys hard. I just think it's hit Gasquet harder. Like, I watched that match in Montpellier against Lamas Ruiz, and, like, Gasquet had no spring in the legs whatsoever. No explosion. I mean, anytime he was on the stretch, like, he was nowhere near the ball. And even if he got a racket on it, like, it would hit the ground before it hit the net. Like, it was ugly. Like, it, it's really, it's sad to watch because, like, he's just so far away now. Considering like a year and a half ago, he he won in uh, Auckland, you know, like yeah. so he's it's just it's just really bad. And like RBA also, like you know, he's lost a lot of spring in the legs. Like he he doesn't look good. I just think like he's better than Gasquet. Like, and if he's able to hit that forehand with any precision and get Gasquet on the move, like that's trouble. And I don't see any way for Gasquet to get out of that. So I'm pro RBA here. Yeah, I mean, Gasquet's been terrible the past three right. months. 
He's two and nine. He's got losses to Martyr, Nakashima, G's Brewer. Uh, two and nine is last eleven. He losses to Martyr, Nakashima, G's Brewer, and Lamas Ruiz. Now his two wins were over Marchenko and Paracard. Um, I mean, I mean, he lost like three and one to Nakashima, which is like really bad. I know this is. It's an ugly match. I mean, I'm still tempted to back Cascade in some capacity, like maybe to win a set or something, because, like, I don't know. He's at home. Like, it would be more of a fate on RBA than it would be because I have any faith at all in Gasquet. But, yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's tough. Like, I hear you. Like, I don't, I don't believe in either of these guys. Um the under was something I was looking at, though. Do you like that play? No, no, because I think both these guys are competitors. Okay, <laughs> fair. Um, I mean, I think if you're going to back Gasquet in some capacity, you have to back him in the first set at plus one forty-five. Yeah, I know that. That's what I'm. I was looking at that too. I was looking at that too. To me, it's just not good enough. Like he's been struggling not not just to win matches, but to win sets. Yeah, I agree. Um, the problem is like I'm not convinced that RBA should be a three and a half game favorite on hard court against anybody either. I mean, like, so RBA's last 10 on hard, he's four and six. His last 12, he's four and eight. That includes losses to Emer, Billy Harris, <laughs> Marazon in the third set, which isn't terrible, but Offner, RCB. Like it's not like you know what I mean? Like it's it's not like it's that much better for RBA, man. Yeah. It's not good. Which is why I'm thinking just give me something with plus money on it. And like I get Gasquet at home. It's probably a stay away. Yeah, I mean, like the the I'm, I'm I'm considering this match. I I might have a play. It's for me. It's Gasquet or pass. I can't. I just can't really get behind a two zero RBA. But I, I gotta think about it. Something might my public team change my mind. I mean, it's a small unit. I think I'm doing like point uh, seven five on it. Like I'm not gonna yeah. go full unit on it. But uh, next match is Bonsai against Shevchenko. Uh, Bonsai have been bad. Um, so my play here, well, I, I guess let's go through the lines. Bonsai is a one and a half game dog plus one ten on the money line. Shevchenko is minus one thirty, and over under is twenty three. I actually, I like the Shevchenko money line at minus at minus one thirty. But what I like even more here is at well, it, I got it at minus one hundred five, but the Shevchenko over twelve and a half. That was my play. Yeah, I kind of like that too, actually. Um, I kind of like that too. Because I think Shevchenko should get there eventually. Well, I don't think he's mature enough to like just beat, beat an opponent down like three and three. Yeah, it's also He'll find a way Bonsai to make it. And Bonsai has been... Bonsai's last...
Bonsai's last six opponents had gone mm -hmm. over 12 and a half. Yeah. Yeah. But Bonsai's been really struggling, man. Like, can he even get, I mean, man. Yeah, but Shevchenko, like, I mean. Hasn't looked good either. I know, I know. The last three matches against Persina, Barrera, who were both not, you know, I mean, Persina is underpowered, and then Barrera has been really struggling. Like, you know, those matches went three sets. Yeah. So, like. Shevchenko is playing below his ranking of 59 right now. Yeah, I agree. Right? So. I mean, I think if you if if you want to just go Shevchenko money line, I don't think that that's a bad look either at minus 130. I mean, you're yeah. higher on Shevchenko than I am. Yeah, he's just struggling so much lately. I don't man. Ooh. Didn't Bonsai do okay here last year? Yeah, but last year he was in a totally different frame frame of mind. I can I can't put any stock into last year, considering he had that injury Bonsai. Um I, I think it's totally irrelevant what, what happened last year. Remember last year he made the Pune final. He made the fourth round of the Australian Open. Like, he was in a way better frame of mind. He's in a better place. You're right. Yeah, so I don't think you can put much stock into that. Yeah, so it's a good question. I mean, you just said Chepchenko has a chance, 30% chance of beating QB. Like, I know. I know. I mean, I think you, like, based on your tone. Yeah, I, I probably, I'm probably going to end up backing Chepchenko money line. But okay. All right. Next match is uh, Rusevori and Luca Van Ash. Uh, we have the Van Ash travel spot from China. Uh, but Rusevori is a three-game favorite, minus two ten. Oh, where Rusevori play? They played in Finland. Yeah, they played in Finland. Yeah. Um. I think this is a no for me. It's just a pass. It's a pass. I agree. Uh, this is a I can't back. I can't back Van Ash off this travel spot, but I don't really. You can't back minus two ten. Not not never a guy. They like, never never should be I'm interested in. I mean, honestly, I'm I'm kind of upset that Van Ash had that travel spot because, like, typically, like if it, if there was no travel spot, I'd be. Oh, old. this would be yeah. fantastic. If there's no travel spot. Absolutely fantastic. Like this should be like. That's why I think it's pretty pretty well placed in. But this is a rough travel spot. Like this is like this is, you know, this is yeah. this is a rough travel spot. Like this is a um like eight hours of time difference. Like yeah. yeah. Coming off, yeah. Davis Cup ties. Yeah, like I'm just not I'm not yeah, I I have no interest in this match from like I, I I'm just a hard pass. But if it goes to like plus one ninety or or plus two hundred, I I think you have to hit hit it, just from a value from a price perspective. I mean, it's already disrespectful, Van Ash. To be honest, it is. But I mean, he's playing at home. I think that 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 will give him an added boost, right? Like, yeah. I mean, that's the only line worth hitting here if you're going to yeah. hit something, right? So. 
Uh, FAA against Quentin Hollis. Pass. It's the same thing. Like this is this line is borderline disrespectful for to Hollis, but for me with the travel spot in play, I just I can't I can't play either guy at this place. Yeah. It's a pat. Uh, well, I, actually, I got two and a half. I I like two. Like I got two and a half at minus one twenty five. I think that's a better line to hit if you're going to hit FAA. Yeah, I, I could see I could see hitting FAA here. Um, I mean, tidbits and uh, Piranha, they're on the Holly's money line here. Yeah, I just can't with the travel spot. Otherwise, I'd be all over it. Yeah, fair. Uh, Barrera and Fokina. He did play, right? Halis did play in the Davis Cup? He did. He did. Yeah. Barrera is a uh, two-game dog, plus 130 on the money line. Fokina is minus 155, over under 22 and a half. Seems like a great spot to hit Fokina, man. <laughs> How down are you on Barrera? Pretty down. And like, I mean, the only problem is this Folky's first match backs. Basically, he's playing since the Australian Open. And he's on the road. You know, not on the road, but like Barrera's yeah. at home. Um, but does yeah, it matter? Because Barrera is kind of a low energy guy. Like, he doesn't really feed off crowd. No, he doesn't. I gotta look at this one a little bit more. I gotta see how Folky does off of like these like long layoffs, but otherwise I'd back Folky here and play the two games pretty easily, pretty confidently. It's only two games. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. I thought this this would be three at the minimum. Yeah, two. The two seems good. How about the Folky over 12 and a half at minus 130? That seems appetizing. Yeah, it's just juiced, you know? It is juiced. And like honestly, the problem is too is like there's all there, there's not like a lot of times with that 12 and a half. One of the nice things is like you can lose in three sets and get there a lot. That's not as good of a bet with Folky. True, true. Reset line is plus 130. Yeah, I mean we have a day to think about it, but I I, I think the two mind taking the two game or laying the two games is is a good look there. Machuk Murray, wow, this went from three and a half to three, unfortunately. Uh I'm all over that. That might be that's probably a two unit play for me. You're probably gonna pass, right? Yeah, I'll probably pass. I mean, it's <laughs> tough though, because you're right. Murray's been so bad. Like if I were gonna hit Makach here, it'd be just because of how bad Murray's been. But yeah. um yeah, I mean like it's 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 you know, because I'm I'm not sure Murray's even a top hundred player, right? But see, like then again, like you look and like you know, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. Like, but it's, but three games is a lot. Like all Murray's do is show up and win a set and it becomes really hard to cover that three. Um yeah, but I think I think Murray's like underpowered in this matchup. I think he is. Machuk is a way better mover at this point. Like just those two things alone. Ah, uh, you know what? I'm probably gonna back. I mean, I'm I'm very tempted to back Makach here. Very tempted. You're you're absolutely right. This is three games is probably... not that much. It's it's not like you know four and four gets there. 
Yeah, the only thing that's a little scary here is, again, it's his first match in Australia, so I probably won't. But it's it's uh, it's it, I, I would I would consider Makach here. That's the, and I definitely would not play. He didn't play Davis Cup, did he? He did not. Because Czech Republic played, Czechia played. Like, I think like Hetchka and somebody else played. Good point. Let's see. Was that that was? I think it was one of the world groups. I don't think they were in the yeah. world. They played qualifier. Israel. Yeah, it was. Oh, it was a world group qualifier then. He didn't play. He didn't play. Oh no, he did. He played Dubs. Oh yeah, he did. Okay. So he was there, but it's from Czech. It's not that big of a travel spot. That's not that. That's not terrible. How about the Machok 2 0 plus 115? Yeah, I got to think about it. It's, it's, it's potentially in play. It's very potentially in play. Um, I actually like the fact that he played Davis Cup in this case. Oh, and just played doubles. So he didn't play much. So he can't be fatigued. And then it's a short travel spot. And yeah. like he played, you know what I mean? Like, right. you know, he's like, you know, he was like, you know, he was out playing, you know, like, which is, I think is always a good thing. Um, there's no time zone difference. Mm -hmm. I don't think at most it's an hour. So, so that that's not that bad. It's, it's probably not more than a few hours flight or train ride. I, I'm willing to make the Machak three zero um, or minus three uh, GBM play if you want. I'm, I'm, it is highly under consideration. We have, we have a day to think about it, but it's highly day. under consideration. Like I, I am very close to backing that. Okay. All right. Sounds good. And then Ji Zhang against Alexandra Muller. I guess it's a it's a stay away, right? We we brought up all the reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Right, because of the Zhang's travel spot, he's not playing very well. Typically, I'd be all over the Zhang plus one twenty. But this is, I mean, but this is this is wild. Like this is really disrespectful to Zhang. Like. It's it's just I'm terrified of a, this this type of travel spot. Like this is insane. I mean, he's gonna if play it goes, off if of it goes to plus one, if it goes to plus one thirty or one forty, we may we, we may have to hit it just by default, right? I mean, if it gets like one fifty or something, yeah, you know, like it's just like, <laughs> at what point do you say screw? Like, do you spit into the travel spot? Because like it's just so bad. Like the travel spot's so bad, but this line is like that's the only explanation for this line. Because I think Zhang's a better player than Muller. Yeah, I'm, I'm also. Like, I, think, I think like I think I'm like the virtue. I'm like the the virtue of like. Yeah, like I would like. like Muller is severely underpowered in this matchup, right? Severely. Uh, yeah. I, I'm curious to see like how other guys, especially in the Discord, like uh, Piranha, for example, like. And I guess tidbits for and and MP9 to an extent, like how much they're weighing the travel spot. I mean, this is a pretty major travel spot. Yeah, and this has got to be what a fourteen-hour flight you're talking about. Yeah, with jet lag, and with eight hours of time difference. They're so they're going to get to Marseille, like. So when you fly from China to France, do you gain those hours or do you lose those I hours? I think so, yeah. I think you gain, you gain the, the hours. hours. A little better. Okay, that's a little better, but they're not going to... Did they finish up their tie today or did they, did they finish up yesterday? Uh, good question. I thought it was yesterday they finished up, but I could be wrong. 
Yeah, it was. I think I think you just had it up, or maybe you didn't have it up. Oh, the China one. No, yeah, they yeah they finished up yesterday. Right. Okay. So it's a little extra time. Plus, you gained the hours. Yeah. He may already be there. Maybe. Yeah. But that still is only two days. It's not a lot of time to recover body wise. It's a. It's probably just a hard pass for me. I'm just so I'm so afraid of of, of the travel spot. I'm I'm more likely to hit the Van Ash one than this one just because it's like that's plus one seventy. I get it. Yeah, yeah. But, if you're gonna spit into a travel spot, you may as well get paid to do it. Right. All right. Well, that does it for uh, Marseille. So, any GBM candidates? I guess it's just a Machak. I mean, like Makach would be a GBM candidate. I got to think about it. But that would be a GBM candidate. Um, I mean, that's the other. That honestly, this is a really tough. It's it's. So many travels like they, for whatever reason, this this one, I think this is a stronger draw. This one has all the travel spots. Yeah, like compared about, to the other two tournaments, there's a ton of travel spots here. Is Shevchenko over 12 and a half. Um, I, I got to what I'm probably going to back Chevy somehow here. I just got to think about how. OK, so yeah, like that, that could be a potential play. Him and Makach be the two potential plays. OK. Sounds good. All right, let's uh, move on to uh, the states, right? Dallas. Yeah, Dallas, <laughs> which is uh, becoming a five five hundred next year, and is moving to the Cowboy Stadium next year. Really? Yeah, this year it's uh, being played. At, I, I don't. I think uh, Sean Calvert mentioned it's the the practice facility or something they're going to play at, but it's going to be a much like it's going to be. It's, it's supposed to be like an upgraded facility. So, is it the same venue as last year? This year. This year it's being played on the SMU campus, but I think it is the same. I think I think. Okay. Um, but it's being played on the SMU campus, which is why yeah. Okay. Last year I remember we had that crazy um Isner Yabing Woo. So that's the interesting part of this. This I think this tournament plays pretty quick. Um yeah. Sean Calvert mentioned, I think last year I had like 88% hold percentage, 75% first serve one percentage. So you definitely want somebody and it's indoors, right? So it's, a, it's an indoor quicker, hard court. Um, yeah. You want, you want, um, you want a guy who can serve here or at least who can be, who can serve and be a little more aggressive here, I think. Yeah. Yeah, last year was Yabing Wu. The year before that was Opelka. And Isner was in the final here last year. That was Isner over. Right. Yep. Over Isner. Opel oh, yeah. Wu. Opelka, Opelka, Kevin Anderson. No, I think it was a different, it was a different venue. But I think this was San Diego back then. Like they've changed this tournament location several times, but. I just want to make sure it's the same venue as last year. Pretty sure it is. Oh yeah, from twenty five. So yeah, yeah. This year it's the it's the same. Yeah. Um. So as far as draw goes, Tiafo is the number one seed. Um. Yeah. Struggling, but uh, he will play a winner of qualifier or uh, Alex Michelson. Then we got a qualifier against Marcos Giron against uh, Mitchell Kruger or Max Purcell. So that's I think the first really interesting here in this section. I think Michelson is interesting here in the in in this 
I don't like Michaelson against guys who can play though. Like guys like Tia, like Tiafo's. I think Tiafo beats him. Has Michaelson ever beat a top fifty player? Uh no, I don't believe so. But I mean, he's so young to the tour. <laughs> Oh, I mean, he beat Lechka. Forgot he beat Lechka. Lechka kind of didn't show up for yeah. that. True. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I feel like he's like. He just has no explosion, Michelson, man. Like, just like athletically. I mean, I just... he had that good run in Newport last year. Yeah, on, on a low back. I mean, the... yeah. Yeah, I mean. But this isn't grass, right? Like the ball will bounce up more than it does on grass. Um, you talk about Tiafo's motivation all the time. Like, what, what's his motivation for a two fifty here? Well, it's a home, right? It's at home. That's that's the motivation. I mean, just don't even know if he has to be like that motivated to beat Michelson. But Michelson does compete. I mean, I I get it. I get I'm it. Really low on Tiafo, like. I'm really low on him right now. I mean, look, he did beat Corridge at the Australian Open, like who's been pretty good otherwise the rest of the year. But that was a first round, so you got to like, you know, take something away from Corridge. The fact that it's the first round. Okay, and he lost to Makach, who you like. Yeah, but that was convincingly. It wasn't easy. It wasn't like what was it? Three sets. Four, four and six. That's pretty convincing. No, like a player of a player of Tiafo's caliber should be winning a set against Machak. Not saying Tiafo's been good, <laughs> but like, what kind of chance do you give Michaelson against Tiafo? If he's anything better than plus two hundred, I'm taking it. I'm going to hammer that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm hoping I get that. Uh, I probably will. I would think he would. I would think he would. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I just don't love, I don't love Michaelson. I don't, I don't love the matchup there. Um, but I get that. I get the thought. Like if Tiafo is just like, I don't know. I just don't know. I don't know if Tiafo has been that bad. Like he, he beat again. He beat, he, he beat Kichmanovich in court. He lost to Shang and Makach. Like, I don't know. That's that's ATP level kind of results. Like, you know, yeah. against the guy in Michaelson is more of a challenger guy right now. Um all right. Um I don't love I, I, I don't hate your own as a player, but I don't love this tournament for him. How did he I'm sure he's played this before? How did he do here in the past, your own? I looked that up. I think he did pretty well. <laughs> He might actually be an interesting guy. I, I hate backing him in general. Um, Last year, he made the quarters and lost to Fritz. But it's not Who like he, he beat Ribikoff and Oscar Ote. So it's fantastic. Yeah, it doesn't really say too much. But the match against Fritz was close. It was 7-6-3-6-6-3. Yeah, I remember that match, actually. So, yeah, I mean, Jerome is a dog or pass guy. Yeah. Right. He's never someone I want to back. As I a just think like he's actually got a chance to make it through this quarter. 
Yeah, I'd probably back him against Purcell, but like Purcell's not even getting much respect against Kruger, so it's like I mean, what is he, might... three game favorite there or something? Two and a half. Oh, really? It's down to two and a half now? Okay, interesting. Yeah. Maybe it changed since I last looked, but um, second quarter, we got Monarino against uh, Pedro Martinez or Yoshi Nishioka. I'm surprised Pedro is playing here and not in Cordoba, but okay. And then we got uh, James Duckworth against Zachary Spodjda. And then a qualifier against Eubanks. I really like Duckworth in this section, actually. It's kind of a weird pick. But in this quarter, like this quarter, like Manorino's in a travel spot. Eubanks is on a travel spot. Did Manorino go to China? Pretty sure he played. I think he played. Uh, I, he played well, I thought he played the second singles match. It was against uh, Taipei, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Good call. That's an even longer flight than France. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's just by far the best player in this in this quarter. Though. By far, by far. And then Eubanks is in a travel spot too. Yeah, he would. Eubanks hasn't been, been good. I'm not. I really don't have any interest in Eubanks here. Yeah, but he can serve, and it's a quick court. I, right? it, it's I'm a good court for. I mean, it's a good court for Manorino too. It's just the travel spot. Yeah, and Eubanks. I mean, where did they? Where was that um, tie against Ukraine and Lithuania? It was in Lithuania, yeah. But that tie ended a day earlier, so it did. How did he do? Did Eubanks? He must have won his match. Did he win convincingly? I don't even know who Vilkoslav yeah. Bilinski is. If he, but... if he doesn't win convincingly, that's a problem. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I, I, I Duckworth really. <laughs> You're gonna do this to me. I gotta think about Duckworth. I mean, he's a. I think it's a good court for him. And like, I think based on now, I'm a little scared of the first round because Vaj's brother plays for SMU, so he should get a pretty good. Uh, he should get a pretty good bump. Like that's basically like yeah. it's not a home match for Svajda, but he probably will get a home crowd boost because his brother plays for SMU. Um, and then, and obviously he's an American. Mm -hmm. Um, but like, you know, obviously Eubanks will probably. I mean, the thing is, like, is Duckworth even better than like a qualifier? I I don't know. I mean, you probably get a good price on him to win this quarter. I just like, yeah, you really with Monterino, like also he has a buy, right? So he's going to be playing probably. His have a, yeah, he'll have several day. days. I mean, he will have some days and time, but really, and I'm not really on anybody here. I mean, what price would you need on Duckworth to, to for him to win the quarter? Like if he could get like 10 to one, would you go there? Yeah, I think it's about right. I think it's about what I would need. Okay, I I just ca I can't back Duckworth. I can't. Uh bottom half of the draw we got Jordan Thompson against Neff, who's uh, Adam Neff. Neff is the number one player for SMU. 
Oh, uh, he played. He's he's number one for SMU. He's ranked like eighty something in the NCAA's. Okay. All um, right. Like eight hundred something in the world as a pro player. Okay. Um, okay. Interesting. I mean, Thompson should kill him, right? Like yeah. SMU pretty much always gets a wild card in this event. Like whoever the top players on SMU's team because it's at their campus gets a wild card in this event. Okay. So that's why he's in the event. Okay. But, yeah. Uh, then qualifier against Radu Albot. Uh, qualifier against Michael Moe and then Ben Shelton is the number three seed here. Um, I love Shelton, man. In this event, in this like this is just a great court for him. Right? It's a quick court. It's a really good draw for him. Like Thompson could be a problem, maybe. That's the I don't, I don't... Guy, though. Yeah. Like, if he plays Michael Moe, I'm gonna lay games there. Yeah, like he should kill a guy like a Michael Moe. Yeah. He 100%. should kill a guy like a Radu Elbot. Like, yeah. Um, it's and even fun. Thompson, I got to look and see how Thompson plays in America. I don't really know, like, how well he does in America. I think I like Thompson Shelton to win this event, man. He's plus 450. He's the favorite. Does it? But I really don't see who should beat him. I mean, he could, like, look, if Tommy Paul shows up, Tommy Paul could beat him. I mean, there's a uh, the NBA All Star game. I know, I know. I mean, but like, and like, but like, legitimately, like that's the problem, right? Like, will Tommy Paul like mentally show up for like this whole tournament? Like, yeah. I, I mean, you got Dominic Kopfer and Kovacevic, uh, Ethan Quinn, uh, who just made a challenger final, right? Lost to Kipson, I believe. Yeah, he'll play Rinky. Uh, yeah. Taro Daniel against uh, Lestien. And then Tommy Paul. This is an awful quarter. It is. I don't really like. I can't even tell you who I would like want to back. Yeah. I mean, like, I guess Tommy Paul by default, but like. Like Rinky's coming from Australia, right? He played. Didn't he play the Bernie Challenger this week? He did. He lost early, though, to Jessica. It still is a long ass flight. Um, it is. I mean, I still like him against Ethan Quinn. Yeah, I me too. Kopfer, maybe, kind of, but I prefer a guy. I don't know if he's really that good on a quicker court. I think I'd prefer him on a slower court. Kovacevic, uh, um, maybe. Um, yeah, to beat Kopfer, maybe, but like, yeah. I mean, much more than that. I don't know. I mean, Tommy Paul really should get to the semis. But, like, I also think Shelton is a good matchup for Paul. Or, like, it's a it's a good matchup for Shelton. I just think he's better mentally than Tommy Paul. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I... Yeah. And then we got... Like, I think when it comes to Tommy Paul, you have to price that in. You do. Absolutely. <laughs> like I man, I really like Shelton to win this event. Shelton didn't go to uh um no he was not Lithuania. on the Disney. He was yeah. not there, so like nope. no travel spot. I guess the only thing you can consider with Shelton is he hasn't played since Australia, right? So like that's a variable, right? Yeah. I don't think it matters in this case. It's not like he's playing anyone that he you know can't beat. No, and, and yeah, I would I would agree with that. Like I understand staying away when you know he's playing 
tough opposition, right? Like, yeah. But Mo was actually like the perfect matchup for him in the I first know. to I kind know. of get a rhythm, right? And like hit yeah. hit some balls. I think I'm gonna hit that at plus four fifty to win the event. Like that's the play that I have. You wanna make that GBM? We can go ahead and do that. Yeah. The other play I looked at here was um I think Purcell at 25 or, or your own at 20 are kind of interesting just because you can attack the Tiafo. You can attack Tiafo in that way. Um I, I can't I can't back Juron to win the tournament. Win a couple matches, okay, but win a win a tournament, no, no, thank you. Like I'd need like 30, 35, 40 to one. He made a final. Yeah, but you need him to win the tournament. Making a final and winning a tournament is a big, big difference. Yes. You know, like I understand it each way, but like Bobada doesn't offer each way. Like if I got each way at 40 to one, so I get what, 20 to one if he makes a final, uh, I would. Yeah. But, you know. I mean, Monterino is always like in 250s on a fast court is always like a decent look. It's just the it's just the Davis Cup travel spot. But if you can get to the first match, you should be clean. You should be. Now, honestly, that's not a terrible look either, because like you could wait and probably get a decent price on him after his first match. Yeah, true. Still. Because like not much should change. That is true. Yeah, my plays here as of right now would be Shelton. That would be my only play. Or the other thing I think that's interesting here is if you look at the quarters. Are they? I think I just prefer taking the Shelton. But the third quarter is plus two seventy five. Him and Thompson together. Ooh, I thought that was interesting too. Ooh. I, I just, I ended up not, I, I thought about it, I ended up passing on it to just keep the Shelton because I don't really, but I, I got to think about it. I got I to gotta, I gotta look a little more into Thompson because like, that's the question for me here is like, do I really want to back? Like, cause, cause you, you like the question is here is how much do I believe in Thompson? The thing is, neither of those guys can lose before before the quarters, right? Like, there's no one else. No, I mean, Mo or Albot, Neff is is not a real player no. in this tournament. Mo and Albot should not advance through. It should be you should get one of those two guys through. And then, like I and like both those guys. I mean, even Thompson's good. Like Thompson could win this event theoretically. And what I like is Monterino's on the top half. So, like, if Shelton plays him, it wouldn't be until the final. Yeah, yeah. Ah. But it seems like a misprice here. Like, the fact that you're getting the favorite. I know. Well, I mean, uh, Tiafo, Paul, and... What's his name? Are all co-favorites? Um, oh, Tiafo, Paul, and Paul Shelton. Tiafo, Paul, and Shelton are all co-favorites. That's why. But yeah, I'm really surprised that the 
fourth quarter is favored to win the event here. The end of the second quarter is the second favorite. I don't really understand that at all. So I, I gotta, I like Shelton the outright. I gotta think about the third quarter, but it's one of those. Two units or one, was or split. Gotta think about it. I gotta think about it. It really for me it depends on how much I like Shelton or how much I like uh, Thompson. I gotta think a little bit about Thompson, but yeah. It's probably I'm probably gonna end up on the two units for Shelton. It's just hard to see like Thompson. I don't know. Let's settle it here. All right. I mean Thompson has been decent this year. Like yeah, how did you last year on American courts? Hmm. Lost to Kudla and or it said Breaker. I oh, lost to um uh, in Delray Beach. Lost to Monterino in Dallas last year. You know what? Yeah, it's. I think it. I don't really think it matters too much. I think you can go either way. It really doesn't. I don't Has know, Thompson it's... played Shelton? I think they have. Shelton is up two zero. He beat him in Tokyo in three sets, and then he beat him in a challenger. In 22. Close, close matches. Kind of. I mean, the first one looks closer because the first set was because Thompson won the first. So, like, yeah, I guess pretty close match. Yeah. Pretty close. But the price difference is is uh, substantial. It's plus four fifty versus plus two seventy five. I know that's why I kind of prefer just taking Shelton and going two units there. I think that I'm I'm doing it. Two right. units on Shelton. That's Let's what we'll do. That'll, that'll be the GBM play. Nice GBM on an outright. Interesting. Yeah, pretty rare. The outrights have been treating us so well this year. Like I feel like, yeah, it's it's right that we do it. Yeah. All right, let's go to individual matches here. We got um, Taro Daniel and Constant Lestienne. Um, Daniel is minus 145 on the money line, two-game favorite. Lestienne is plus 120, over-under of 22.5. Um, I am all over the Daniel minus two. I think I actually got the Daniel money line at minus 130. This line moved. Okay. But I don't know. I yeah, The only concern here is I don't think Daniel's played since Australian Open. Okay. But, I mean, Lestien is not, has not been good. It would be better if Lestien didn't play. They've never played, it looks like. Okay, Lestien. Oh, he played in Montpellier. That's right. Yeah, he law. He beat. He beat uh, Zapata Morales, and then lost somebody else. Yeah, I mean that doesn't really tell me much at all. I know. I'm not. I'm not saying I was impressed by. I went over Zapata Morales in three sets. Yeah. 
And Daniel didn't play Davis Cup, right? I don't think Japan played. Did they? Maybe they played. We think they would. Oh, they did. They played Lebanon. No, it was Watnuki and uh, Shuka. Yeah. Um, oh, Lessian lost to Kaboli, 4-1. Badly. I mean, he's he's been bad this year. He's, he's really out of form. Yeah, he is. Lost to yeah, Billy. I mean, the only, literally the only scary thing, I, I don't think you've got to go. He... I think you got to go Taro here and lay the game. So I think this is almost disrespectful, I think, to Taro. It is. I, I prefer. Absolutely. Well, but is it really like? I don't know, man. Like, I mean, Taro had that good run in Auckland. In Auckland, right? Didn't he make the final? Yeah. Yeah, he lost to Tabilo. Yeah, this one to me, this is. There's no way I could ever back with Shen here. It's either, it's either Taro or Pass. I'm a little bit worried about Lesien's just like funky game getting to Daniel. Yeah. Mm. I'm not taking too much stock into the Eubanks loss because like Oh, I'm not worried about that. I think he was no. I think he was like that was a big deal for him to make the final of a right. of a um, of of Auckland. Yeah. Um and he, you know, he beat Shelton along the way. I think that's more that what that was. Um, it's really more. You know, I, I, I'll, I'll lay the two games. Lesian is so bad. What? Lesian is so bad. Yeah. Like. Yeah, I think it's just disrespectful. Like I think Daniel should be like minus one seventy at least. All right, next match tomorrow. Um, these these matches are both tomorrow. Uh, Mitchell Kruger against Max Purcell. Uh, Kruger is a three game dog, so it moved from two and a half to three. Um, yeah, you got it spot on when you talked about it uh, before. Kruger is plus 175 on the money line. Purcell is minus 215 over under 22 and a half. I was thinking of going over here just because like, I feel like Purcell goes over a lot. No matter. It doesn't really matter who he plays. Yeah. Like, but Kruger doesn't even like play ATP level guys. That's true. Like Purcell can like play guys like Holger Rune and Casper Rude really tough, but then he can like lose to Sem Ilkel. Well, but you gotta be careful because I think I think he had issues. I mean, he he played terribly in the last year. I think he had injury issues, if I remember right. Like I think Purcell is he's always he's always got something wrong with him too. He does. Um, he plays and he's always playing through it. Like he's he's yeah. tough. He's always playing through stuff. But like, yeah. But yeah, I mean, Purcell, look, but you're absolutely right. Like, but regardless of that, he, he can be so good or so bad. Um, to me, this is a pass at three. At two and a half, I'd probably lay the games, but at three, it's a pass. Oh, 
Kruger's at home. It's it's Purcell's first match since the Australian. There's enough here to make me say it's a pass. Barely. I'm leaning over minus 120. <laughs> over 22 and a half. I, 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 I get that. I wouldn't do it, but I, I get that. Got to think about it some more, but yeah. Uh, Dominic Kopfer and Alexander Kovacevic. Um, Kopfer is a one-game favorite, minus 125 on the money line. Kovacevic is plus 105, over under 23. Um, This kind of feels like an overmatch to me. This line just this when I looked at this an hour ago it was at minus one thirty. Now it's down to minus one twenty five, which to me probably makes it playable, comically enough, hmm. for Kopfer. Um, What's the three set? Oh my god, minus plus one twenty. That's that's disgusting. I actually like the Kopfer 2-1 at plus 310. That's a decent look. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, Kopfer... It's more of like, I just... This this line feels really... Like, I just think... Like, Kopfer, I think, is a better player than Kovacevic, but I don't know, man. I'll probably pass, but it's close. It's appetizing to go to take to go on the code for money line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I wish the three set line was better, like plus two. Yeah, plus two, he's just not good enough. Uh, Ethan Quinn and Rinky Hijikata. Um, Quinn is a one and a half game dog, plus one ten on the money line. Rinky is minus one thirty over under twenty two. It's another travel spot for Rinky. Like if Rinky wasn't tra- if it wasn't a travel spot for Rinky, I'd be all over Rinky here. But yeah, but I, I I agree. But like, are we overweighing the travel spot? Is that baked into the line? Like this yeah, line it has to be because otherwise Rinky would be a way bigger than a game and a half favorite. Which is why I I'm enticed to take the Rinky minus one thirty because he's just so much better than Ethan Quinn. You know, like. Oh. No. He lost early in Bernie. So it's not like he's able to get out of there and get over here. I know. I know. I'm not on anything like, point either. I know we've had a debate about jet lag in the past. Like you're like, oh, it's an hour a day. Like, like, no. I mean, not not for me at least. <laughs> I'm gonna hit the 130, man. This is just too good. I get it. Because, like, if there's no travel spot, what is it? Minus, minus 175? Oh, probably bigger. Maybe maybe minus 175 because Quinn's at home, but yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. All right. I know um, MP9 and Tidbits are all over it. So, all over the key? Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Uh, your favorite guy, James Duckworth against uh, Zachary Svajda. Uh, Duckworth is a one game favorite minus 130 in the money line. Spodge does plus 110 over under of 23. I, I, this for me, this is a pure pass. 
Do you have anything? It's really close to my hit price on Duckworth. What's your hit price? Probably right around minus 130. Okay. Okay. I think it might be more like minus 145 plus 120. But like, then, then like, you know what I mean? But like, 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 basically, like, I think you could play, like, I think playing Duckworth at minus 130 is probably close to zero EV here. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. I, I have no read on that. I'm... I think he's a better play. I think he's a, a better player than than Zvajda. And like I think these courts are a little better for him. Mm -hmm. Um, Jordan Thompson against Adam Neff. Thompson is a six game favorite over under fifth of eighteen and a half. I mean, again, this is Neff's home court. So like yeah, but Thompson is a legitimate ATP player playing against uh That's why I'm probably going to pass. But, I mean, the spread is massive, right? It's a six-game spread. Like, but when is it good enough to take the games? Um, Probably if it was seven. Okay. Like, this is exactly where I have this priced. Yeah. Yeah, Thompson is not a guy that, like, breaks that often. Yeah, and again, like you got to keep in mind, like Neff is, like it's actually kind of enticing to take Neff. Like, what is the over under on the Neff games here? Is it seven? Yeah, six and a half over no. six and a half is minus one hundred five. Like, that's kind of enticing. It's a it's a fun bet, right? Like just kind of watching this match, you know. Yeah, I mean. And if he can, you know, if he can get broken once a set, he gets there. It'll be feasible against Thompson. Just the ball quality might be so different, you know. Like, oh, I know that's the problem. I probably wanted in... to backing it, but if I were, if I were, the the six in the first set would be the one that'd be interesting to me. Or not the six in the first set, the six, the over six and a half games from Neff. Mm hmm. All right, and the last match, Pedro against Yoshi. Uh, Pedro is a two-and-a-half game dog, plus 130 on the money line. Yoshi is minus 155, over under under of 22. No interest here. I'm on the Yoshi over 12-and-a-half at minus 110. Okay. I'm just worried about the, J the Davis Cup travel spot. It's coming from Egypt. Yeah, but Yoshi plays a lot of um, close, like, tight matches. He won three against Hassan. Um, I get it. Like, I, I think from a tennis perspective, it makes a fair amount of sense. I just, it's just a nasty travel spot. Okay, that's fair. I've said about every single match, but it's the truth. It's just, a, it's just a really tough first round set of first round matches. It is. It is. All right. I'm yeah, gonna... so I don't have much here. Fortunately. I'm going to go unit on a half on the rinky. All right. I get it. Like the only thing here you're fading is a travel spot. Yeah. I just think it's like over baked in now. Probably right. So. All right. And that brings us to our favorite 250 of the week. Cordoba! Hell yeah. Go and swing. <laughs> um, so conditions here. 
there's a minimal, there's a tiny bit of altitude here. I want to say it's like a thousand feet maybe or something. Yeah, something like that. Um, it plays a little quicker than your standard clay court because of that. Mm -hmm. But the key thing here is the heat. But is it going to be hot all week? Or is it just like hot? Uh, I think the first, I think like through Wednesday, it's supposed to be super hot. And it's supposed to cool down in the back half of the week. But definitely like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I think are like nearly 100 degrees Fahrenheit. Like it's hot. Yeah. I'm looking at the weather now. Um, yeah, 96 and 93, 96, 97 Fahrenheit for the next three days. Okay. Um, Thursday is likely to be a wash, which is interesting because you could run into some potential guys, two guys playing twice in a day. Um, it's, it's far away though, so like it could change. Plus, they can on it's clay, right? So you can play on on a little rain. If it's down, yeah, they, they can't. Yeah. If it's like, you know, yeah, it, it's hard to bake that in. It's just something to keep in mind. Mm -hmm. Um. Then on the end of the week is 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 cool. Play with a Dunlop ball here. Um. Yeah. So the ball doesn't bounce as so it it plays a little more medium pace because the Dunlop balls don't bounce as much, which kind of offsets a little bit the um. Don't they fluff up though? Yeah, but I don't think they bounce as high. Even when they fluff up, I don't think like the. Okay. I, I don't think I don't know. And then wind can also be a factor with gusts over 20 um, kilometers per hour. According to Nisha. Yeah, and then the winds are supposed to be in the 10 to 15 mile an hour range. And you're right, it could gust up. So that could be an issue. Overall, it's tough conditions. It's a, it's, it's one of the tougher oh. tournaments in terms of conditions on, on the on this calendar. And so um, this is a, was a very interesting statement by Schwartzman. And we'll get into that Schwartzman-Roman match or Burachaga match. Yeah. But, um, Schwartzman said in 2023 last year, I arrived on Saturday. It's been four or five days of training in the morning, in the afternoon, and at night I can't adapt. Control of the ball is very difficult. The bounce of the ball is very high, and that affects my way of playing a lot. It's a place that's not easy for me to play. Every year I say it but it's not an easy place to play. The ball bounces very high and the speed of the court does not suit the way I play. I'm trying to adjust. Uh, it's a place that's several meters above sea level. Normally I try to avoid these places, but this is how it is if I want to play. Well, not a couple years ago, but now it is. Uh, there are well, it's funny because like he made the final in 2020, semis in 22. Like, so it's yeah, not he's he's a terrible run of it here. Right, Maybe it's because of his crappy form in 2023 is why he's saying that. But like his form yeah. isn't any better now than it was last year, right? So well, I'm not saying that I'm, I'm backing Schwartzman here. I'm just saying like Yeah. Yeah. So it's a high bouncing court, but like it's just it's it's gonna be tough. Yeah. Um Sarindolo said I didn't train too much and the conditions here are very difficult, quite fast. Kayla said that the court is fast, the ball flies, but it's slightly heavier ball, so it allows you to control it. Um, altitude, heat, wind, high ball bounce, transition from hard to clay. 
It's just it's just tough conditions. Like it's, it's a tough tournament. It's a very it's, it's a tough it's tough. That's it the way to describe it. It's just tough conditions. Period. Yeah. So, okay. So let let's get into the draw then. So, uh, Francisco Serindolo is the one seed who's really been struggling. Uh, he'll play the winner of Galan or Munar. Then we got uh, Facunda Bagnis, who qualified. He'll play Juan Manuel Serindolo, your your favorite, right? Yeah, greatest yeah. athlete since uh, greatest athlete since Dia, since Bo Jackson. <laughs> Bo Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Marcelo Navoni will play uh, Roberto. Is it Marcelo Navoni or Mariano Navoni? Mariano. Mariano Navoni. Yeah. He'll play RCB. Yeah. So that's the that's first the quarter. quarter. Ew. <laughs> Are you going to back your boy? No. No. I actually kind of like Bagnus here. So I think I'm really worried at this event about anybody who really can't serve. Okay. Um, and like Navone, like I, I, I was, I was kind of liking Navone, but Navone has zero serve. And I just feel like if you don't have a serve, this is a brutal tournament, you know? Okay. So you think like if you have to win every point. Yeah. That's brutal. There's some altitude, so the serve plays up a little bit. Oh, yeah. So it's nice if you have one. I mean, Bagus's serve isn't amazing, but it's it's better than probably Sarundalos or Navones. Um RCB, I think, is a decent look here, although I don't know how much I trust his fitness, like over multiple matches. Didn't he have a whole bunch of retirements last year? Hmm. Good question. I think, yeah, you might be right. Yeah, he had like, um, maybe not. No, he won a whole bunch of matches by retirement. Oh. He, he had just won. I think, I can't remember who it was. So it could have wasn't RCB. Um, but he had won against Stan and Gustav. Yeah. But, um, it though, yeah. Yeah, I think RCB is an interesting look. Um, I think... Uh, and, like, what is Bagness to win? Are there quarter prices up here? What is Bagness to win the quarter? There might be, because the... Um... No. no. Do they... Oh, do they have Bagness up here to win the event? They don't. They don't. They, they didn't put the quality guys in. Um. Yeah, it's unfortunate I mean, because I was looking at a guy who qualified for an outright. Like this is this is an event where you want to you want a long shot outright. Oh, I don't know that I agree with that actually, but we'll get into that. Um. But. But um. I mean, Bagness did. Win his first qualifying match, match Love and Love. Yeah. Against uh, Rodriguez Taverna. I mean, and then good win against Tarante, six and three. When he won the Buenos Aires Challenger, he beat Navone in the finals of that a couple weeks ago. Um, 
So I think that's really positive. I don't care that he lost in the first round of AO qualifying. Like it's it's like, but then then he also get clobbered by Montero. That's fine. I mean, he he just won a tournament. You know what I mean? I'm I'm just chalking up to like you know. Yeah. All right. I mean, I'm on a Dolo fade, like Sarindolo, or uh, the the good Sarindolo. Yeah, Although he may not be the good one anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. Next section we got. But I think, but in that in that quarter, I think the guys. I I, I would want to back Navone too. I just I get a little worried because he has no. And I think like that's a really bad first round matchup for him. Actually, that's a tough section to play RCB and then potentially Bagnus and then yeah, it's tough for him. It is. Um, then we got Echeverry. Um, he will have a bye in the first round. Or first round, he'll play the winner of Zapata, Morales, and Garin. Two guys have really been struggling. Uh, Ramos Vinolas against Kachin, who played a final last year, right? I believe in... He won a tournament last year. Yeah, but this was the final matchup, right? Yes, I think he beat... Yeah, this was a final last year. You're right, yes. Kachin, final. Yeah. One of the altitude play events. I can't remember which yeah. one. Yeah. It was... Gestad. yeah. But yeah, I mean, Kachin puts up some decent results on clay. He does, and it's like not the same as Kastad, but like it's similar. There's a, a little altitude. He he, yeah. he definitely plays better in like slightly altitude clay. Yeah, so he um, might be up here. Uh, Coria against Altmaier rounds Coria out. Coria was the finalist here last year. He was, but he's he's tailed off. He he just lost a challenger final to Ugo Carabelli. That's fine. I mean, that's that's standard Coria stuff. Like. I'd be more happy that he made a challenger final. <laughs> okay. I think Altmaier is a tough matchup for him, though. Because, like, I feel like there are similar players, but Altmaier does everything a little better. Altmaier did not play in Davis Cup, correct? He... Good question. Germany. They played Hungary. No, it was Kopfer... And Struf. Okay. Yeah, and he wasn't part of the team, so he didn't even travel. Yeah. So, yeah, he did not. But has Altmaier played since the Australian Open? No. Hmm. That makes it a little bit more iffy. Yeah. And I don't know, has he played in uh, Golden Swing before? I'm not sure if that matters. Oh, I think it matters a lot. These are different conditions with the heat. The heat, the crowds. Is it really going to be full stadium? Um, Probably not. But, like, it's also, um, I think Sean Calvin on the, on the Bet Rivers pod said that I think on like Argentinians and then Southern and then like Spaniards do really well here. Okay. And then South and then like South and then like other South Americans do okay as well. But like Northern Europeans don't traditionally fare well here. So you're thinking of back in Korea in that match? 
I'm not sure. I'm just saying, like, I'm not as high on you as on Altmaier there. I think, okay. I think, uh, I think it's a very interesting quarter. I think Kachin, Ramos. I even think Zapata is interesting because, like, we know Zapata can't play on hard. Like, yeah, he sucked the past three months. But we know he can't play on hard. Right. Like now, it's like his season is basically three months, and it starts now. <laughs> you're you're right. But you that would be all over etch, but like the way he played against Skatov and then to be benched in the second rubber, like in the reverse singles, like that's not a good sign. Yeah, to be benched. It's the right word for it. It's just funny to hear about it because like you never hear about a tennis player getting benched. Like <laughs> but it's true, he did. He got benched. They put him by he got benched. Like, yeah. Not that's not a good sign for like and someone. They could have benched Dolo. I know, but like I'm concerned about an injury or something, you know, like yeah. Well, that's why it's concerning. I agree. I don't know. Um, but usually, I'd be all over etching this in this uh, situation. Yeah, I mean, it should be a decent tournament for him. It should still be a decent tournament. Like, it's not like he's been bad all year. You I mean like that was one bad match, right? Like draw. Like it was a. Not, I mean, I don't. I don't think it's that. I mean, I don't. I think this is a tough draw in general, to be honest. It's like. It's a lot of clay. It's a lot of clay grinders who can't do anything else. I mean, every match could be three hours here. Oh, it's all clay grinders. These are all like literally this entire tournament is like I don't know if I've ever seen a tournament where it was all guys who are like guys who can only like Echeverry is probably the only guy on this tournament who can who's like, and I guess Garin a little bit, but like eighty percent of this tournament can only play on clay. Yeah, I mean, Schwartzman in his heyday. Maybe Offner. I mean, he has a decent serve, so maybe that's a guy you want to look at. To oh, be- I have no interest. You know. I mean, Offner's never played the South. I don't, I don't know if Offner's ever played the South America either. European guys don't play that well here. I'm probably going to say. You said European guys don't play well here. Especially so. Northern European guys. Yeah. Right, like the heat's a big, th- a big thing here, man. Yeah. Tabilo. You remember, like, these clay courts are kind of shitty, too. They are. They are. It it makes for must see TV though. It does. But like, but like my point is like you gotta have like the right attitude going into this tournament. Like if you if if you need things to be posh, you're not gonna do well here. True. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I wonder why Bublik is not in this draw. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? Bublik would be like an auto retirement. <laughs> It'd be like one game to be like done. Like <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. So uh, next quarter we got Hoffman and Varias. We got Burachaga and Schwartzman. That's my play of the day first round, but we'll we'll get into that match. Darderi against uh, Barrios Vera, and then Offner having a bye. How about a wide open quarter, man. I am gonna hit this guy Burachaga to uh, to win the quarter here. Yeah, I think that's an interesting look. Um. Roman. Roman. I'm yeah, def- I think Dardari is not a terrible look either, but I probably would go with, uh, I'd probably pick Burchaga. I think it's a must hit to bet him against Schwartzman. I mean, Schwartzman just made those comments. Um, well, that was last year, but. Yeah, but same condition, same short yeah. form, right? Like, nothing's changed. Yeah. So, and Burchaga just completely devoured his way through qual- through qualities. I know. I know. 
right? He beat uh, Checkinado, brushed him aside. Yeah. I got him at plus 135 in that match. That was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't... Yeah. And then, I mean, I'm not going to say that Brochaga is like an amazing player, though. He's he's you know he's like he's like a, he's like a solid odd. challenger guy. But you know, I he had a good running. Uh, Punta del Est lost. Oh, he withdrew. He, he, he I would be more concerned about that, but then he redeemed himself. Yeah, it's fine. No, no, he played quad. It's fine. Yeah, but Montero, Renzo, Olivo. Yeah, those aren't bad wins. To make the semis there, not bad. Yeah, he's, he's only playing club clay, so you don't care about how he does in hard courts. Right. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't think Burchak is a bad look. Like I kind of like him against Schwartzman. I'm hoping he's a dog of some type. He is, right? Plus one hundred. Okay. I'd still back it, but I don't think it's as amazing. Like Schwartzman's live to win that match, is my point. I don't think so. I I think, I think Burchaga should be a decent favorite. Okay. Schwartzman played. No, he hasn't played since Australia. But I actually think that that is a detriment to him. Like, he, yeah, I agree. He doesn't have any reps, and like Schwartzman is a guy that like needs those reps. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So like that's another reason why I want to back Burchaga. Yeah. Oh, I'm all over that. I, that's a three-unit play for me. Okay. I, I'm on it, but I'm not as excited as you are. Oh, it's not GBM worthy? It's probably GBM worthy, so I'll probably put two units on it, but it's not like, you know. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I... I, I and I like Dardari, too. I think Dardari's a really live qualifier here, too, but I think Burchaga... I, I wish they had a lineup on Burchaga, what Burchaga would be to win a quarter of the event, because like I think that's a really interesting play here. Yeah, it, it probably will come out at some point. He it probably will, yeah. Yeah. Ardari is um, you know, an Italian though. Yeah, still Southern European. How how has his results been? That's a good question. I just know he's he's been playing well lately, right? Yeah. I, I think qualifiers could be an interesting look here just because like they're used to the conditions. Exactly, exactly. And I like that, the fact that he came down in the, in, the, in the fall and played a bunch. I mean, I think those are all South American challengers, so he, he clearly likes playing in this area of the world. Yeah. Good point. It's a very interesting quarter here. I think it's a very interesting. Well, there's nobody who's great. I mean, like, if I had to back somebody would probably be Hoffman. I don't I don't even love doing that, but like the sir like like the sir should play up a little bit here. But honestly like yeah I I, I mean but given odds I would probably back up Burchaga here. I, I like Burchaga here a lot. And then I like Dardari here a lot as well. Okay. The two Wallies. Wallies, yeah. And then Varias, I mean coming from that emotional Davis Cup tie against uh Chile Plus the surface trend. I just don't love the surface change. Yeah. 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 All right. We'll see. Uh, then the bottom quarter, we got Tabilo against Comasana. <coughs> got Diaz Acosta against Facundo Augustine Gomez, but the beneficiary of my Mute fade. 
Yeah. Um, Hugo Delian against Seaboth Wilt. And then Sebita Baez, the number, the the 250. What's what's the word? King. 250 King. The clay, clay two- king. The clay 250 king, yeah. Uh this is this is Baez's tournament, man. Like is. this is a I think this is a great draw for him. I think Seaboth's Wild is a, is an interesting uh a challenging match. I don't know, man. I mean, what has Will done besides that one match where he played well against Rublev? Or Medvedev, you mean? Oh, well, Rublev and Medvedev. Right, but like, he was, and granted it was on hard courts, but he was 1-9. in nine. He's 1-9 in nine in his last 10. And it's all against decent competition, but still, like... A lot of it is on hard, and then like... It's all hard, but like... Time he played on clay, he won a Genoa challenger and beat decent guys. Yeah. Actually won two challengers in a row. I mean, look, it's it's not like I'm not saying he sucks. He's a respectable like... guy. Yeah. I don't know. I, I like his clay court um resume. Yeah, I, I don't I mean, not like it, but I respect it. I agree. Um but I still think Bias should beat him. And then you can't Yeah, I, I agree with that, but I like yeah, these not- are all like like these are all challenges. We're looking at all challenger success, right? Against a guy in Baez who wins these events. Yeah, but we, I'm looking at the who he's beating. Like, but these are all good challenger guys. Navoni, Dardieri. All good challenger guys. Okay. Right? Like, compared to Baez, right? Like, like. But are you buying Baez's form just coming off that, like, emotional Davis Cup win? He only played one match and it's at home, so it would only be a mental issue. Yeah, but it's also not not against a great player like Dimitri Popko, and it's going six, seven, six in the third. Yeah, but he got it's Davis Cup. He got subbed in last minute, probably like. Right, like he probably showed up to this tie thinking he wasn't going to play. But I think the fact that you're coming off that emotional win and then you're coming. I mean, there's a mental, there's a mental, a mental fatigue thing factor, Chris, or like, you know, who knows, you know, if the Argentine players are out celebrating a little too much, I don't know. Um, yeah, there's, there's, you know. I'm just saying, like, if this match happens, I'm going to back Wilch. Okay. I don't know. I just. I get it. It's more like, I mean, this is like, this is like bias, the defending champion. Like this is his tournament to win. Like if there's a tournament out there for him to win this year, it's this tournament. And I'm not saying there's not other tournaments that he can't win, but Mm -hmm. like, this is like the perfect tournament for him. Okay. His tournament's gotten better place up a little bit. It's all. I'm playing that Davis cup, uh, match more than you are. That is the question mark. That is the question mark is 
the emotion of that Davis Cup match. I don't care that he played like shit. The emotion of that match is a little concerning. And Seaboff Weld is a respectable clay court player. Like he's not Facundo Augustine Gomez or he's not Comasana or yeah, even Burachaga or like, you know, yeah. he has right. more pedigree with multiple clay court challenger wins. Like, right. I don't know. That's just me. But like Tabilo is a guy I'm going to fade. I'm probably going to back Comasana here. Like that was that was really that took a lot of energy that uh, Davis Cup tie. Yeah, I'd be really concerned about Tabilo this, this, with with a surface transition. Surface transition and, and like that the way those Chilean guys were fired up, and I, I don't know. Yeah, they're probably going to be celebrating. What they're going to be celebrating? Yeah, you would think. Oh. So that, that there goes the draw. Anything uh, on the outrights you like? Fires. Yeah, I can't. I can't get there with you. It, it literally. I get it. Like that's literally in my mind the one question mark. Okay. <clears throat> that because means- like, he's just so much better on clay than anybody else in this draw. If he gets through it. That that first match, then I then I really like him. Oh, I really, really, really want to back etch here. It's just like I can't get that. Like I, I think there are, there's there's some question marks there. I think Kachin is interesting at 20 to 1. I agree. I think 21 is a fair price on him. The problem is it's actually a really tough section. Like Ramos, like not, I mean, Ramos has been terrible forever now, but like if he does show up, Corey was a finalist last year. Zapata and Etcher, no slouch. Like. It is a really tough draw. Like that's a really tough draw for him specifically. Yeah, that's why I don't like Etch either. Like that, I just think that second quarter is a really tough quarter, and I think that, like, I think that literally any every single one of those guys could make it out of that quarter. What's Seawalk Welch here? Twenty-five. It's like <clears throat> I think whoever wins that second round match gets gets through the quarter. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And then, like, whoever makes it out of this interesting quarter should be a dog against. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Will is a good look here too. To be honest, I mean, he'd probably be a dog against like Hoffman or. 
But like, if it's the two guys that we think Burchaga or Dardari, like, I mean, I, I like Seabot Wilch, uh, chances. And then in the final, I mean, I would take a 25 to one, like I'll sweat it against anyone. Like who cares? Right. You want to win it, you know, like I gladly embrace that sweat, you know? And yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, the, it all that that all comes down to how concerned are you about bias? And if you really think that bias isn't going to be ready to go for that match, then I think Wild is a great play. I'm going to hit it. I'm going to hit the, the Seaboth Wilch. Okay. I, I'm not there with you because I think that uh I'm, because I because I like Baez, but so we got popcorn tennis on the outright market for that one match. We do for that one, yeah. Yeah. Nice. <coughs> and then I am looking to see the uh um uh, the Burchaga price yeah. comes out because like if that's like somewhere near fifty to one, I'm gonna I'm gonna play that too. Okay. Yeah. How about the bottom half to win the draw at even money? The problem is it's just Baez, like and Wilch. Like Oh, it's not I mean Wilch is not the second best player in this tournament. It's it's just Baez. It's just Baez, yeah. Let's, let's, that's true. But like the top half is so much stronger, like from top to bottom. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's just that Surundalo, like the it's just the it's Surundalo just is awful. Right? So like respect him as part of the draw and then like etch you know i think he has some question marks but if he gets through the first two matches like you know he's he becomes then he's like, playing well and then that's tough man yeah yeah it's tough. yeah i don't love my bias hit like i think it's like slightly better than even money like like my price my fair market price on bias was five not 550 but i i yeah okay how about the I just feel like I almost had to hit somebody because I, I have to, I want to fade Sundulo so hard here. Yeah, but I just yeah. don't know how else to do it because like like I said, I think Diana at twenty five is kind of interesting there, but like I think that's probably a fair market price. Um, yeah, I might I might hit Edge too just to. Edge like is probably a fair market price too at eight to one. Just he's so much better than anybody else right now in this like. Like it's really, it's really just that one. It's really just one bad match you're talking about. The question, the problem is you don't know, like, you don't know if something's wrong. Yeah, he got benched. Yeah, <laughs> back to that. But eight to one when he's just like, ah. And like, assuming Sarundalos plays as bad as he's been playing, he's the second best player in this draw. I know, I know. In these in these conditions, like I would way rather have him than Offner, and then I'd way rather have him than anybody else. But yeah, I don't know. Eight's tough though, because eight's like it's not a huge price given that again, like he's not the best player in this draw, and you've got a concern, right? So this like you're stacking up a lot for eight to one. And then do you like, and he's in probably the toughest quarter on top of that. Right. Well, that's the other problem too. Yeah. And the draw. So yeah, I can't take him at eight to one because of those three things. Hmm. You might be right. But I don't think he's, I don't think he's a guarantee at all to beat Zapata or Garin on, on clay. Um, he should, 
but I don't think he's a guarantee. I don't think he's a guarantee if he plays Kachin or Ramos. Or uh, Ramos is better. Kachin is tough. And Altmaier is tough, too. Yeah, I agree with that. But... And then, like... like I think it's a decent price. I don't think it's terrible. Um... Yeah, I don't think it's a terrible price. But the problem is the concerns, like, because if he's good, if he's, like, decent, if he's decent, like, like, if he's not hurt and not sick, I think he's probably 50-50 to make it out of that quarter. Because he's the best player, but he's got to win two matches. So it's, it's probably 50% chance he gets out of that quarter. How does he play in altitude? I think he's fine. He's got a decent serve, right? His serve is pretty good. He's got that serve forehand. It should play up. Like, how did he... Did he play Gestad and, like... It's both semi, not bad. Lost to buys in a tough match. Last year he lost to Souza and then Buenos Aires. He got to the quarters, lost to Nori. He's a better player now. When he made he... finals in Santiago, it's kind of that was the springboard for him. Right. Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna take it. I, I can't. I can't not. I hear you. I, I got to take it. Yeah. All right, let's go to the individual matches. And all right, Galan and Munar started off. It's a pure pick 'em over under 22 and a half. It's just an ugly match, dude. Yeah, I want no part of this. I'm playing the Munar money line at minus 110. Okay. I just think he has a little bit more spin, a little bit more ability to hit through the conditions. I think Galan, like, he hits a very flat ball. So I think the lack of margin is going to not be good in these conditions. Yeah. But like, and Munar is better on clay than than hard, you know. Like, yeah. If this I was hardcore, I'd probably go the other way and back Galan. But the fact that it's on clay, I'm gonna go Munar here. Like, I, I think it. like minus one thirty. Like, I think it's twenty cents off. Okay, I get it. Uh, Bagness and your boy. You you going back? Huh? I'm going Bagness here. I'm gonna go against my boy and take Bagness. Okay. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Juanmon has not been. I don't know. He wasn't very good at the end of last year. Mm -hmm. Uh, he did win two matches in Punta del Este, but not uh, you know not amazing. I mean, you know, not you know not amazing competition. Um. Bagness is in better form, and I think that's enough for me to take him. Like, just the form of the past two weeks is enough for me to back him at minus 120 here. 
Okay. I, I mean, we said we like qualifiers here. Right? Yeah. For the oh. first round or two, at least. Yeah. See, that's the biggest reason why I would take Bagness. Yeah. Just that, that's 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 probably my favorite play of the round actually here is this is this year Agnes. I'll back you. Oh, we can make a GBM if you want. All right, nice. Um, Hugo Delian against Seaboth Wilch. I'm laying the three with uh, Seaboth. Oh, I'm the other way. I'm I got Hugo plus one eighty here. Oh, Hugo's not bad, man. Like I, I agree with you. I think Wilch should be a favorite, but like Hugo, like. Be- because he's only good on South American clay tournaments, um, like the altitude should help him. He's got he's got a decent serve. Um, I don't know, decent serve, decent forehand. How did he do here last year? I remember watching quite a few of his matches last year. He made the semis last year here. Huh. Beat Wild here last year. He's beaten Wild three times in the past two years. I agree with you. I think Wild probably will win, but I don't see why. I don't. I don't I mean. I think this is being priced up because of Wild's success against top guys, as opposed to like his everyday standard, and then Delian just like. He's just only useful on South American clay courts. Okay. But I think like this is this is uh interesting. Yeah, he does play well, I mean, in uh South American uh, clay courts for sure. Yeah. He knows what he's doing on this on this stuff. But that being said, Wilch does too. Like the quality of his wins are just uh, at a higher level. I I agree, and I think Wilch should win this match. Yeah, but I think he wins it like sixty percent of the time. Okay, maybe six. You know, maybe, and, and I'm getting Delian at plus one seventy five. Like, if this was plus one, like, yeah. Yeah, I, I just think yeah, I, I think uh, yeah, I think there's a little bit of value here on Hugo. The three and all on the H two H, like it doesn't tell me that Hugo's a better player, but it tells me that I should be happy to get him at plus one seventy five. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're making me nervous about the laying the three, but I I can't I can't get there with Hugo. With the money line. But I, I hear your logic. I hear your logic. The Seaboth Wilch over 12 and a half looks interesting. Yeah, I don't think an over here is a bad look either. 22 is the line. I mean, I, I've taken Hugo here on the money line just because I do think, uh, like, I don't know, if I'm, I'm going to back Hugo here, I'd rather have something more plus money-ish, but... okay. I, I I could see going with an over here too. I mean, in fact, I might end up splitting my my bet here and going with the dog over combo. But yeah, this is this is a play I really like. Okay, I'm gonna stick with the three, and I might add the over as well. Okay, Ramos Vinolas and Pedro Cachin. 
Um, Kachin is minus 120 on the money line. ARV is even money. So I have two plays here. I like the Kachin money line at minus 120, and I really like the um, the reset line at plus 130. Figured you'd say that. Um... I like the over 12 and a halfs too. Yeah. But which side yeah. are you, which side are you taking? Now the only problem is Kachin has not won a match since October. It's all hardcore stuff, but he's gotten. I mean, he's been losing to people who are, you know, not ATP players. It's um, it seems like it's hangover from that title in Jastad. Was maybe, that his last win? What was that? His last October win? was last win October ninth. Was it that tournament? No, 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 no. Gustav was back in like June. Oh, that's in August. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. That's but funny. his last, he's 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 lost his last seven. Uh Kovacevic, Remy Bartola, who's ranked 457 in the world. Bodic, Max Hooks ranked 369 in the world. That was on clay. Brody, Adam Walton, and Dijon. Yeah, that's pretty bad. This is a pass to me. Like, yeah, but but otherwise, I could I could see getting behind the Kachin. I just, I mean, Ramos hasn't been much better. I don't think. But you're convincing me to lay off the money line. I I'm gonna still go with the three sets. Okay, okay. I might end up doing that too. I mean, damn, three sets at plus 130 seems like a good play, you know? Yeah. Like, I just don't know who I want to win the first set then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Right? Like, you usually, when you take that line, like, you know, like, there, you want somebody to win. You're more worried about one guy getting to one set than the other. So, like, you know who you're rooting for to start the match. And this one, I legitimately don't know. I know, I know. Yeah, I guess just start watching when it when the second set starts. You know, I mean, I guess that's why the over 12 and a half is kind of interesting too, right? Yeah. It's because like, man, like can either of those guys get home without making it difficult? Like. I wish you could parlay both together. <laughs> I mean, you actually could play both guys over the 12 and a half. It's a good look, and you win. Like and you know, and you and if you win, if it goes three sets, there's a decent chance you win both. If it doesn't, then you're just hoping that one of the sets gets it to you know over gets over ten games, right? And you're getting you know, honestly too. Like, what is the set one over? Ooh, I mean, the over ten and a half games in the first set could be interesting too. At plus two forty. 
Like not so much because like it's almost like the sneaky over ten over ten and a half, where like it's not because of no breaks, but it's because they both break each other an equal amount. Yeah. Tough conditions too. Yeah, and it's just a very tough competitive first set, you know. Those over ten and a halfs or over twelve and a halfs in, in in altitude is always a good look because like I feel like the market always thinks like on clay there's gonna be a lot of breaks, like you know yeah. altitude. I remember having a lot of success with that bet in Madrid. Yeah, and, and this is one where like this is also one where I think like this one you could have a break and a break back. Yeah. See, those I'll are all my stuff. Stick with the three set line, but those are interesting looks here. Yeah. Sure. All right. Next match we got is uh, Facundo Diaz Acosta against Federico Augustin Gomez. This line just is pretty fresh. Um, I am all over the Gomez plus 260 here. I, I just think, like, okay, Federico um, qualified, right? So he has two matches under his belt. I think he. Got a lot of confidence from the Mute match. Maybe, maybe that's just me getting a lot of confidence. But uh, <clears throat> he's kind of in a he's he's an aggressive player, so he likes to take matters in his own hands. From what I remember, Diaz Acosta is more passive, right? He's more like a grinder. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So like the match will. I think Gomez will try to make the match be in his own terms. But like, you know, Gomez does hit a lot of errors, which is why he's ranked where it is. But like at plus 260 with a guy that qualified and is used to the conditions, like I think it's a must hit just be based on price. Like it's a pure price play for me. Just 260 is just too good. Like, I don't think any of these guys, with the exception of maybe like someone playing Baez or Etch, should be at that price in this tournament in the first round with, with tough conditions and all the variables around it. Like, I hear you, but Acosta is a way better player. Yeah, I agree with that. But um, plus 260, like, this should be plus 200, plus 180. Okay. I I it's just a pure dog price play for me. Yeah. It's not two units worthy, it's one unit. Again, yeah. I'm sticking with the narrative of back and qualifiers here just because of um the conditions. I get it. I get it. I get the reasoning. Um but just damn, there's a there's a there's a gap here in terms of of, of skill level. Okay, fair. Um, yeah, I I can't debate that. And like you're still giving him a twenty five percent chance. You know, like like you know, this this line is still giving Gomez a twenty five percent chance of winning. It's not nothing. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. 
I'm going to take that 25% to the bank. Okay. No. All right. Tabilo and Komasana here. Uh, Tabilo is a two and a half game favorite. Minus 175 versus plus 145 for Komasana. Over 22 and a half or over under 22 and a half. It's a total. Uh, I'm on the Komasana money line plus 145 here just because of the, the travel spot, the emotional Davis Cup tie plus the surface transition. Just a lot of reasons to fade to Bilo here. Yeah. You agree? Yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll take Komasana here. Um yeah, I'll take Komasana here. Okay. Uh but it's 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 I'm I'm not as confident in it. Um not GBM, no, it's not. It's one it's, year. Yeah. All right. Next match is Bernabe against Christian Garin. Oh. Bernabe is plus 130 on the money line. Green is minus 155. Green is a two-game favorite. I'm, I'm a total stay away here, man. I Green's been pretty bad lately, too. He lost his last three matches. Just lost to Checanato three and is two. Is it Pata's plus 135, right? Yeah. I think I'm going to take that. Green was on the Davis Cup team. He was there. They didn't play him. Which tells you where he's at. He didn't play, they didn't. I mean, they didn't even put him in for dubs. Um, they didn't put him in at all. Uh, but he was on the team, so he is. He was there, like you know, celebrating yada yada yada. Interesting. Not getting ready for this tournament. Right. Um, so like, he will have to travel. Yada yada. Right. Like. Yeah, but Bernard um, so bad recently. You know what? I'm yeah. I'm gonna stay away. How much? How much of it do you think is like? Oh, he's just playing on hard court and he sucks. I think it's mostly him playing on hard court. Like he's just like he's never been like. What has Bernabe ever done on a hard court? I understand, but like, you don't think like you think like oh he gets on the clay court and he sees some red dirt like oh I'm uh, immediately just no he can move on clay he can't move on he he can't like he's he like he can't we talk about all the time he can't get out of the corner. He's like a screwed up, like he's like an old like N64 controller that like doesn't work properly. You remember the N64 controls that like you'd like, I like the joystick would get like stuck or like if you didn't yeah. have it like properly centered when you turn the game on it, we get all screwed up. Like that's like Zapata Morales. Like someone spilled some apple juice on the uh, the joystick, right? Yeah, like exactly, exactly. And then like all of a sudden he gets on the on the clay and it's like going back to the old like D pad and he's good to go. Like I guess <laughs> the opposite. It's like it's like it's like it's like when he's on the the. The um when he's on the hardcore, it's like he's, he's on the D pad, and then when he gets to the clay, it's like a joystick. That's <laughs> uh, funny. I I can't though. I I gotta see one match from him to see if like maybe the joystick is just completely broken, right? Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. I want to yeah. see that. Like... I'm so down. I, I might. I'm not sure if my hip or not. Or not. I might just because it's plus money, and because of the Garin. You know, those Chilean guys were fired up, man. Like, or yeah, I mean, you saw the tie was green, like on the floor celebrating too. 
He actually might have been the guy that was on the floor celebrating. <laughs> I couldn't tell who it was, but it was somebody who didn't play, so it might have been Green. <laughs> like it wasn't Vera, it wasn't Vera, Tabilo, or uh, Jari. So yeah. All right, moving on. Corey against Altmeyer. Uh, Corey is a two and a half game dog, plus one forty five. Altmeyer is minus one seventy five over. This under. is exactly where I have this priced. Two. Me too. So stay away. I I'm leaning the Allmeyer minus two and a half. I I think on on Clay where Coria like can't he struggles to hold serve. Like I think two and a half is like not that much to be honest. Oh, two and a half is nothing. But like, but I think that's kind of part of what's baked into the lines. It's also like you're not getting a great price on the money line. Oh, if if I'm playing something, I'm playing the Altmeyer minus two and a half. No, I know, but I'm saying like, like usually they don't give. I feel like usually, I guess the Komosana match is the same thing, but I feel like the fact that it's on clay, like you're not seeing the two and a half games. Like, like on a hard court, a lot of times this line would be like minus one eighty plus one fifty at least. Mm-hmm. If it was a Two and a half game spread, and here you're seeing a wine. It's 175 plus 145. So I feel like it's like slightly baked in, slightly, but you might be right. It's not as much as I thought at first. Yeah, I'll I'll think about it, but like, yeah, probably stay away. Dardari against Barrios Vera. Dardari is a three game favorite, minus 220 on the money line. Barrios Vera is plus one. Vera was also part of the Chilean Davis Cup team. Oh, wow. He, they played, were- he played doubles. He lost in doubles. Played terrible, but, um, but uh, but yeah, um, game of laying three games here for Dardari. That's the problem. Is like, that's that's. Probably not, but it's close. I'm I'm contemplating it. I wouldn't play Vera. No. I mean that's uh, that's where I go. That's where my eyes get attracted to. The, the... Yeah, I get it. I get it. I mean, now Vera did beat Dardari a couple months ago okay. in Santa Fe Challenger in the third set tiebreak. Clay as well. What clay? clay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. South American clay. Oh, um. What was the score? Six four four six seven six. Ooh, it's close. That was a close match. But you know the travel spot, Dardari qualifying, like all. Yeah, that. I mean, there's, like, there's a lot of reasons like Dardari here. The question is, is it enough to get you to three games? That's the question. It's probably well set, to be honest. Yeah. Navoni against uh, RCB. Navoni is a two-game favorite. RCB. Uh, Minus 145 versus plus 120 for Navoni over under 22. I'm on. Uh, I, I, I got. I think this is pretty well set. I wanted to play Navona, but I think this is a tough matchup for him against RCB. I just think RCB can out defend him. Like Navona doesn't have a, you know, he's more of a grinder. I feel like he's like a tough minded grinder. And that's kind of what RCB is also. But you know, RC- the over 12 and a half is not a bad look for RCB here. 
That's an interesting way to look at this match. I think it's not a bad play at all. That's where my eyes attract. I like that. It's even money. And like, I have a feeling like a lot of these matches are going to be long grind grinders. Yeah, I get it. I, oh. I get it. Oh, it's going to be hard for anyone to blow anyone out here. Yeah. Uh, Burachaga and Schwarzman, we discussed. Burachaga, yeah. Burachaga, I'll tell you on that. Yeah. SGBM, SGBM, yeah. All right, so um, okay, we discussed that, so that's good. I also like the under twenty one and a half there. A lot, like in matches that Schwarzman struggles in, but then yeah, but I mean, in that case, just hit the hit the Burachaga money line. Yeah, but I feel like when Schwartzman struggles, like it's it's one way traffic. Like he can. What about going Burchaga two zero? If you really feel that way, do the set ladder. Yeah, plus two fifteen. Yeah, I'm going there. Oh. Do one unit there. <clears throat> And then, um, well, I want I want to look at that first before I want to I want to see the last time Schwartzman lost a match, but forced a third set. Ah, uh, Yari, but everyone does that with Yari. I'm not taking too much into that. Oh, she took a set of Schwartzman and Zverev in Beijing, but who doesn't take a set of Schwartzman of of Zverev? Bolt. See, yeah, look at that. So when he loses, he loses pretty easily. He lost a Rinderneck three, four, and two at the U.S. Open. Um, lost to Demonor eleven and five. Demonor four and four. Yeah, but Demonor should beat him by that that much at this point. Like Eichelson one and four. Kudla six and four. Yeah, I don't I don't know that I'm buying into that narrative. Like Yeah, you might be right. But then again, Schwartzman did say he doesn't like the conditions here. Like I'm taking a lot of stock into that comment he made last year. Like this is a really tough place for him. Like last year at uh, in Cordoba, he lost to Juan Manuel six and one. Well, he was playing like dog shit at that point. I mean, he lost like set. He like that was when he couldn't win a set off to anybody. The year before he made the semis, lost to Tabilo. I mean, he's been decent here in his career. Yeah. Again, it really isn't a very good run. I mean, he beat he beat Galan and and somebody else, but yeah, I don't know, man. Twenty eight plus fifty two weeks. I mean, I'm Borchaga, but probably just more money line. Okay, but I get it. Like, yeah, you know what? I got I got three units on the money line. I'm gonna stay away there. Like, I know I'm going to pinch myself if it does happen, but like, whatever. 
Still good profit. Uh, Hoffman and Varias. Um. Hmm. Hoffman minus one seventy-five, two and a half game favorite. Varias is a two and a half game dog, plus one forty-five. I kind of like Hoffman here, to be honest. Like Varias coming back from that tie against Chile, where that was a lot of energy. Surface transition. Has Hoffman played since Australia? No. Are you on Hoffman here? No, I'm on nobody. I'm, I'm passing. Hasn't played. Yeah. Uh, Hoffman, like the last two years here, he lost to Dardari last year. Okay. And he lost to Wadagnasio Londero the year before that, who was actually a decent player for a little while. I think he actually played... Did he play? He played somebody in the first round of a slam. It was pretty good at some point. Um, Djokovic at the U.S. Open took him to a yeah. Time. Yeah, he's a decent player. Yeah, he was when he was in his day. Um, and then yeah, and then before that they didn't like you know, but like, but the last two years here he's lost in the first round. I don't. Yeah. And like this is a big event for Marius, right? Like I know he's coming from. Like I think in, in some ways it's better that he lost. Like I think it'd be harder to get over it if they won. So much better on clay than hard. And he's so much better on clay. Yeah, like. Yeah, like, I'd be right. And again, like this is his best month, right? Like for Varias to go get points. It is. So. All right, so that does it. So in terms of GBM place in Cordoba, we got the Bagness money line tomorrow. And then we'll go with the other qualifier. Um Burchaga. Burchaga, yeah. Even money. Okay. Sounds good. Uh as far as my other place here, I'm on the Munar money line at minus one ten. I'm at the Seaboss Wild minus three, as well as the over twenty-two. Which is funny because they're kind of against each other, but yeah, they are. But I could see it go three sets and see what will just pull away. You you, you get a three set cover. You could get seven. You get seven five six. You know seven five six four, which would push I guess the over. But you could. I mean, you could get. You could get a push and a win. That could happen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on the ARV Kachin three set line. I'm on the Augustine Gomez plus two sixty money line. I'm on the Comasana. We're both on the Comasana, but it's just not G two units. Yeah, it's not GBM worthy. Yep. Yeah. Um, I'm staying away from Zapata Morales. Garin, you might be on Zapata, right? You have to look. Yeah, more. I might be on Zapata. It's, it's it's close. Altmeyer, I'm not sure, but I'm we. I might play the minus two and a half. You're staying away. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Dardari Vera, we're both staying away. We think it's the right line. Yeah. Uh, I'm on the RCB over 12 and a half here against the Navoni. Um, Burchaga, we mentioned, and then Hoffman Varias, we're staying away. Yep, that does it there. As far as a recap on Dallas, we have the um GBM play as the futures, right? The yep, yeah, the yep, the yep. Uh, I'm on Daniel Moneyline. 
I'm on Kruger Purcell over. Um, I'm on Rinky money line. You're on Duckworth money line. Yeah, I think it's the one play I have is the Duckworth money line. Okay, sounds good. And that's and I'm on the Yoshi over twelve and a half. As far as Marseille, no, no GBM plays on the individual matches. No, no GBM plays individual matches there. No. Uh, Marseille. Um, not much. I'm considering Gasquet, but I still got to think about it. Um, and then like the two hours I have before that match starts. Um, GBM is uh, the Machak minus three. Yeah, we determined that, right? Or is it the two zero? Um, I think I would take the my. I think I would slightly prefer the minus three. Okay. It's a bit juiced. I, I I'm thinking doing the three and a half at a better price, minus one oh five. Yeah, I can see that. No. Okay. So that's that's that. As far as the yeah. other points there, I'm on the Martyr Musetti over. I'm on the RBA minus three and a half. Um, I'm on the Shevchenko over twelve and a half against Bonsai. I'm probably going to be on the Van Ash plus 170. That's yet to be determined because of the travel spot, but I, it's look, I like it. I'm yeah. on the FA minus two and a half at minus 125. Um, Fokina Barrera, I'm staying away. Love I them. might take the minus two on Fokina. Oh, yeah, we might do that. That's right. Yeah. And then, ooh, the Zhang is already plus 115. That went up? What was that before? Plus 120? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that does it for a Megapod. Yeah. That was a long pod, man. Three hours again. Back to the Megapods. Yeah. Too many events. <laughs> but it was fun. That was uh, oh, dude, it's so fun, man. So many events. I love it. Oh, amazing. All right. Any any parting shots before we head out? No, nah, man. No. Nah, just a fun, another fun week coming up. I'm excited for the Golden Swing just to watch it. It's going to be great. Yeah. All right, everyone, have have a good one and uh, enjoy the tennis. And we should be back midweek for hopefully another uh, episode. So. Yeah. All right. See you guys. Guys, peace out.